0: Upgrade your phone, taptechonline.com can help you get the best deals for any phone you're looking for. Some of the newest phones from Samsung to Apple for an affordable price, TapTech will help you get the phone you want. Taptechonline.com, you can find smartwatches as well as the Samsung Galaxy Live earbuds on TabTechOnline.com. And if you can't find it on the website, let them know what you're looking for and they'll find it for you. Taptechonline.com that's TabTechOnline.com, T-A-B-T-E-C-H, online.com, and tell them the Gems of Juice podcast sent you.
1: So you
2: qualify. New versus
0: alert. Ghostface versus Raekwon. Shame on the nigga Who tried to run game Shame on a nigga? Who fucked wild with the trigger? Shame, Shame on the nigga. nigga, who tried to run game on a nigga? Who but some fucking suck? Huh one, huh, two, putt three? Hut yeah, yeah, here we go. What's up, y'all? What's up? This is Ghostface, straight from Staten Island. Shout out to Staten Island. I need some echoes on this <laughs> But it just <laughs> Like a real DJ And I step approach a motherfucking wack nigga I'm trying to I can't spill I'll
1: take it out Scientific, let's go. Kiss it, robotic mystic, <laughs>
0: optimistic. You probably missed it. Watch me Dolly think it's Scotty Wadi Copper tip me. Big microphone, hippie, hippie kipsy, crispy classic album, Stone Ritchie, shout out the ghost face. In the snow inside of Optimo, swing the John McEnroe, Rat, Rock and Roll, Tidy Bow, Gunhole Pro, Starsky with the gum so, hit the rum slow, provo kids, live puns punzo, the- I'm not playing with y'all tonight. Let's go. Oh yeah. <laughs> the gems and juice. Say peace to cats
1: who rock mac knowledge. Now let's go. Be the light up the mic. God now. Join
0: the to character points. Camola motorola hola. Play it, God. He pack over the shoulder. Bring it back, bring
2: it back, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. Let's go. What the fuck is going on? I can't go to sleep.
0: Feds jumping out their jeeps, I can't go to sleep. Babies with flies on it. This podcast can't go to sleep. can't go to sleep. Ayo, we deep in the stands. we carry are we'll we'll the big shit. Boom, boom. We the kings of this podcast shit, by the way. Don't pass our niggas again, you took a cheap shot. I know we're
2: fucking with me. Your me, Let's go. You know we our face, you think the stopped? Pull on an ambulance! You better
0: smile, my nigga! You more kids again I'm not playing with y'all tonight! Y'all DJs better watch it! So you qualify! Let's go! You know what You want Your playlist is not like mine. Hands down shit, you know what I mean? Just yeah. keep your eyes and yeah. ears open at all the time while we rhyme yeah. <laughs> and shit. You want to do this and shit. You want this like this. Shout out to the chef. Caddy. Staten Island. Pickle-like. Let's go. Moving on these niggas like they yo so go. You know how we go. We go ship them out like where we go. Both fans, Rusty. Chilling with my man, Rusty. Low down. Off the burner kind of dust. Let's go. The world can't dust, ghost, purple tape. Ray co hosts, monkey hole expo. Intellectual red pro. Sun's trifling, fuck. Well, I'm on a cycling. Picked up the bro, thought I was Michael. The related style Jack. Millions fans, they understand my plan. Let's go. The up in the... Let's go. Be in the Rizzo connect. Blow a
1: few Zulus. Half ass fools get demolished and bruised. me fronting. Our black heads, niggas be
0: wanting. I could play Wu Tang shit all day long, man.
1: Which don't some inact chunks, raise a heavy generator. But Joe, yes, who's the black trunk?
0: Here we go. Here we go. Yo. You other podcasts better run right now. Yo, 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 yo. Run. Hey, yo I jumped from the eighth floor. Step hit the ground, the panel fell. cops is coming, running through the pit. run Girls, I ain't here, nothing bugging. Only thing I remember was a bullshit. Summer, so I stopped at the second floor, ran across cracks, is falling. My pockets is mean. Clean when I vanished off, took off. Made track look easy. The walky jokes and Djs had yeah. black day was made of DG. Run, I will not give up. No quick flag the car. Go, 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 go. Go. you other podcasts
2: better run off quick, back up hit the bitch dog turn down hill like the bali split. run
0: i will not get bagged on the rock see what happened to un bad with they cops run. Run. they am shit plan shit destroy evidence fucking case i'm not coming home when i'm 56 <laughs> that's all i'm gonna give them today man
1: yes I, I i figure you'd be excited with this announcements of the new This verse is coming up, man So we had to do a Wu-Tang mix We had to do the Ghostface and Raekwon mix Uh, I like you talking your shit in there too, man We are the best (laughs) podcast doing it right now So people gotta know Y'all gotta be put on notice, man Enough is enough We done played nice last few years We coming out running and gunning, man Enough with the nice guy shit We not playing anymore,
0: man We not playing (laughs) This pandemic shit held a lot of people back It's not holding us back
1: it, it's, it's a pandemic for the Gems and Juice podcast, man. It's been a pandemic for us, pandemic for you. Maybe see, it's okay for y'all other rappers to talk this ignorant shit <laughs> about the <laughs> pandemic. So now we are gonna do it too, okay? It's a pandemic for the Gems and Juice podcast, man. We only got bigger and better, and we got better things on the way, man. For sure. So, but, but first, let, let, let's talk about that uh, that versus announcement real quick, <laughs> man. Because how do you feel about Ghostface and Raekwon? face knob against each other in the verses coming soon
0: that's not that's not the verses I was really looking for to be honest with you because I'm I'm a fan of both of them but to me it's kind of weird that two people from the same crew that damn near make the same songs are going against each other but as far as me being a Wu-Tang fan every song they play is probably going to be my favorite so I'ma just be sitting back just listening to the music at this point. Hopefully they tell some some dope ass stories from back in the day too. So I'm kind of looking at it like this, but I know a lot of people was upset about it because they they kind of want to pick a side and and you know go with this side over that side. But you really can't do that with this because they're both the same type of artist. They both in the same group. That's that's kind of like putting um Um, that's like putting Pusha T versus Malice. No Malice. Yeah. (laughs) So it's kind of like, huh? This don't make sense. But, you know, uh, these two made all type of dope music. So I'm going to just be sitting back chilling, just listening to a whole bunch of RZA production.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, I feel the same way. Uh, I'm going to watch it no matter what, because, like, I'm a Wu-Tang fan, too. But when it was announced, I was like, wait, they done made albums together they don't
0: like they gonna play the same songs for both of them yeah. you know and they
1: gonna count for both so it's gonna be
0: weird man yeah so I, 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 it's, it's gonna be weird seeing somebody play something off of iron man yeah because that was like a joint album <laughs> so I, I just don't so go i mean i know they're not sitting there counting up the points and stuff but do who win between two songs from iron man and yeah, I mean, Only
1: Bill for Cuban links was like both of them, man. So yeah. it was weird. But uh, I-, I felt like it would be better or cooler to go, like, let's say Jada Kiss and Styles P versus Ghostface and Raekwon. That would have been much better to me yeah. than to choose two Wu-Tang members. But, you know, it might have been an ego thing. Maybe they didn't want to go against somebody. And had that weird energy, so yeah, I'm a watch it regardless, man. Hopefully, like you said, it's gonna be some cool stories.
0: I wonder, do you think this was the original plan for these two to go against each other? Because recently, we we have I didn't even bring this up last week, but um, D'Angelo had a versus. It was yeah. D'Angelo and Friends, and which was kind of strange to me because I mean, who was the versus for it then at this point? But um, it, uh, word on the street is it was supposed to be him versus Maxwell. And they said Maxwell backed out last minute. <laughs> so mm. so I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know if maybe Wu-Tang or um, or Ghostface and Raekwon was supposed to match up against somebody and it fell through. So they kind of doing the same thing pretty much D'Angelo did.
1: It's possible, but I have to say, I don't like this direction for the verses. I don't either. <laughs> Be- because I feel like once you set this precedent that you can just do one by yourself, basically, or with somebody in your own crew, then they're not going to want to do it against somebody else and risk, like you said, taking that flack or taking up people, taking a side against each other and that this is coming. Like, if Jeezy could have done one by himself, I'm sure he would have done one by himself.
0: 100%, yep.
1: You know, so... I'm a little worried about this direction because I feel like you set the precedent for people to do solo verses, which don't call it verses, then call it something else.
0: Performance or a tiny. Yes, desk. they got they got that type of stuff already. If I want to see a solo performance, I could watch tiny deaths or yes, little stuff like that. I don't, I don't want to see just one person by himself like that.
1: I agree. I don't I don't like the direction, man, because I feel like a lot of artists, they're going to say, hey, well, D'Angelo did it and Ghostface and Raekwon. Let's say Crazy Bone and Dizzy Bone do a versus against each other. And technically, yeah, they have solo albums, but no,
0: you, you can't do that,
1: man. Yeah.
0: And and think about I'm trying to think of a let's who who is a prima donna type of rapper that's somewhat legendary right now. Like, just name that person. They will probably be like, nah, I'm too good to do that against him. Nah, let, let me. Drake is one. Let's yeah. uh, let's
1: admit it. Drake is one. Yeah. He would do he,
0: one, I'm sure, by himself. He will, he will probably want either. J, he'll probably do somebody like Jay-Z. That's probably it. And Which is, you know, honestly, I, I don't blame him for that. And I could see him being like, nah, we could turn this to an OVO performance thing. So, yep. and unless it's Jay-Z, I don't, don't want to go against Big Sean or these other peasants. So <laughs> I can I, I, I I see that. And they will give it to him because it's Drake.
1: Of course. So, yeah. I know sidebar, but I just don't like this direction that versus going. I feel like this is going to ruin the whole thing once you set this precedent for people doing solo ones. So... Yeah, I don't like it, man. Let's get back to the picking sides, bullshit internet arguments, because that's what it's good for, man. We, we mm-hmm. like that part. So It's the barbershop debates. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, it's about, now the pandemics is lifting up. Now suddenly we we changing the rules <laughs> and shit. No, I don't <laughs> like it. Go back. Go back to the original format, please. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Y'all know what y'all listening to. Jay Prince intro the podcast. The Gems and juice. We are back at it. A lot to talk about. New music. Uh, our, our Mob Ties affiliate, our friend of the show, Drake, dropped a new project. We're going <laughs> to break that down. As well as a, a great interview with uh, Darnell from Broadcast Houston talking about the passing of Chucky Trill. Um, he's going to speak about his experience uh, talking with him. One of the last interviews he probably did. Um, so stay tuned for that. But first, we told y'all There was gonna be a giveaway, so let's do that first. We have—I told you I was gonna be a prosperous year. We were giving away Samsung Galaxy Live earbuds all this month, four times this month, and we have our first winner. Somebody, somebody who followed the rules. Apparently, I don't know. (laughs) I'm assuming they followed the rules. They did. They did. Okay. Okay. We've been
0: watching. We've been watching
1: okay good 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 so let, let, let me get the let me get the music man we got to announce our winner yes now the first winner of the march giveaway of the samsung live galaxy galaxy live earbuds is jump roll jump roll jump roll jump roll jump roll Sherilyn thomas yes Sherlyn thomas you have won yourself a pair of Samsung Galaxy Live earbuds. Like we said, these ain't no cheap earbuds. I'm not going to say the price, but they ain't cheap. Okay? <laughs> so you will get that soon. Stay tuned. Everybody else, if you want to be a lucky winner, if you want to enter the contest, all you have to do, once again, is you must be following Tab Tech LLC and Gems and Juice on Instagram. This, this giveaway is sponsored by tab tech by the way mm-hmm. tab tech doing everything for us long time supporter of the show and his company is tab tech and he is supplying these earbuds for you so thank that man and you also must be subscribed to the gems and juice youtube page so two things you must you must like the post where we announced the giveaway you have to be following TabTech tech and gems and juice on instagram and you've got to be subscribed to our youtube page yes subscribe to that page
0: too man it's it's some interviews on
1: there it is and and honestly like number one you should be number two I've never thought of a giveaway easier to enter than this yes you ain't even got to embarrass yourself on your timeline by retweeting a tweet for a giveaway to let everybody know you're broke (laughs) (laughs) I hate that shit man Yeah. people like "Seeing, seeing, seeing my friends go through it on a timeline is tough because it's like yeah. a giveaway says, hey, if you need a hundred bucks, retweet this
2: tweet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and some niggas I know going through it. Yes. To retweet that shit, man. Hey, hey I'm buying people <laughs> lunch. Retweet this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Drop your cash app in the reply. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. I'm sweating this shit.
0: That's, <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. <laughs>
1: oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: people, so yeah, people been struggling, man. A lot of people been dropping their names for the PS Five. Yes, I'm like, I'm like nah, there's, there's no way they're going to win. But you can win. It's got week. like
1: a hundred thousand retweets, and you retweeting it too. Yeah, no, very, very low chance to win that. But look, you can win this one, man. We still underground and bubbling up. Yeah. So all you gotta do is, like we said, like the posts on Instagram. Follow Tab Tech and Gems and Juice on Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube page. All you got to do, man, and you, too, can win yourself a pair of Samsung Galaxy Live earbuds. You got three more chances all this week. So stay tuned. Thank you, Tab. Thank you, Tab Tech, LLC, our partners in this venture. So we appreciate you. And yeah. Yeah, man. (laughs) Uh, So. other things we got to break down a whole lot on this podcast man uh we actually have some new music to talk about drake dropped a new project i don't i don't know if i call it a project it's not even an ep it's a a little it's a
0: three-pack i call it a a three-pack
1: a (laughs) three-pack he he has invented the three-pack drop now (laughs) yeah and he dropped scary hours too he did scary hours a few years ago scary hours is kind of one of those things that came and went so yeah. I'm kind of
0: surprised he's still using that yeah I'm trying to think what was scary hour, what was on scary hours one
1: uh that was a uh, I know he had a Rick Ross that was actually a pretty good little project let me look it up now now I'm curious what was mm-hmm. on the first scary hours I can't even find it on Spotify whatever <laughs> that might have been like a Spotify thing or a uh, Soundcloud thing I don't know mm-hmm. anyway. He dropped Scary Hours 2. It is a little 3 pack. Um it is a one solo song with uh it's called What's Next. He also has a feature with Lil Baby on Wants and Needs and another Rick Ross song called Lemon Pepper Freestyle. So, uh we are still awaiting the Drake album. He said it would be coming earlier this year then he pushed it back. He did say he had surgery on his leg and other complications so that's getting pushed back but he did drop this he blessed the drake fans with something to talk about so figgy we'll, we'll we'll start with you man what are your thoughts on this little three pack that drake dropped this week
0: i thought it was a cool little three pack because not too much music dropped this week and we got three drake songs i, I like the first one the beat was a little irritating but I liked the way he was flowing on there. I I, I thought that was, I thought that was kind of dope. Um, his flow, the way he was flowing on there. Uh, Once and needs, that wasn't my favorite. But um, I I do got to get credit to Lil Baby. Lil Baby was spitting on there, man. <laughs> he he was going there. It wasn't no you know, uh, radio single type of Lil Baby. He was actually he actually put some bars on there. So I um I I, I do like Lil Baby verse on there, but. Once and these, I probably won't go back to it. The lemon pepper freestyle, it kind of remind me of early Drake with the with that type of beat. I don't know how old this joint is, but um, I, I enjoyed that type of Drake. You we really don't get that much Drake like that, where where he just straight up spitting over the beat and no hook and no singing and stuff like that. So, I, I um. I I always enjoy that type of Drake, and then Ocho Cinco. It's real quick. It's weird Ocho Cinco been breaking some random ass news lately. He was saying that um, Drake and Rick Ross got working on a, a, a album together, so they might have a joint album. So, so I thought that's interesting. Hmm. I didn't I didn't hear that, but I'm not surprised, man. I feel yeah. like now Ocho Cinco, the one that tweeted this.
1: Yeah, he, he a said troll. this. Yeah. But then again, he broke like he'd be breaking random news. You're right. He, I think when Robert Mueller got arrested, he was living <laughs> right next to him. And he was like, yo, the cops at this dude's house about to take him. So, yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised about a Rick Ross collab project, man. They've been working together for a while now. So I think that's a better mix than him in future.
0: I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I don't with say
1: that, that much. Mm hmm. So, um, was, that, was that it for your breakdown? Man, yeah, I don't
0: wanna... that's it. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: my thoughts, I, I enjoyed it, man. It's always good to get. Here's the thing, like, it's hard to criticize Drake because he never drops anything that's just a dud. Yeah. You know, like, worst comes to worst, You know he going to have good production and he can rap. So, mm-hmm. it's hard to criticize anything he does because it's always going to be at least decent.
0: Yeah, you, you know. Yeah, and the way we criticize Drake is Drake standards. We're not criticizing saying it's the worst album of the year, or nothing like that. But we um sometimes we go a ho- little hard on Drake, <laughs> saying nah, this ain't it, and you know the last album was forgettable. But is we doing that as Drake? Uh, I guess on the Drake s- scale.
1: <laughs> yeah, go going against his past projects and what he's done before. Yeah, he's really in a competition with himself, man. It's kind of like Jay after a while, you know, like when he got so big is you don't rank him against Ghostface Killer or any other rapper from New York. You compare him to, okay, how does this album compare to Blueprint One? Mm -hmm. You know, that's how we think about Jay now. We don't think about him versus any of the new rappers or anything like that. So, yeah, man, I like it. It it was a cool little like, like I said, it's always good hearing from Drake again. Um, I believe this is what the last time Uh, the last project he dropped dark lane demo tapes came out around this time too. I think Mm -hmm. I knew it was kind of late in the pandemic when he dropped that last year. So he's just kind of reminding us he's around the songs themselves, man, they were cool. I actually like what's next probably the best.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I feel like that would have been a dope intro for the album. Maybe it was planned to be, but he took it off for whatever reason. But I feel like that would have been a good intro track for Certified Lover Boy, which I still don't like that title, man. <laughs> I, I I hate even saying it. Please change the name of the album, Drake. We're asking you as yeah. Mob Ties Brothers.
0: <laughs> Just call at it least CLB. think about
1: it. Yeah, I'm cool with CLB. Don't I don't want to say Certified Lover Boy no more. <laughs> um, Once and knees with little baby. Now I, I agree with you, man. I feel like. The Drake feature brings out the best in Lil Baby, mm-hmm. and remember, yes, indeed, yes, indeed was a rare song where I felt like Drake got got on, yeah, you know, and that was the first time most of us even heard a little baby, yeah. But I feel like Lil Baby had the more memorable verse
2: mm-hmm.
0: on that record, yeah,
1: and that record broke Lil Baby, so yeah, he Lil Baby came out spitting on his track, man. He he knew, you know. And, and you know he's he's not in competition with Drake, but he knew that he he had to step it up to be on this track, and he did a good job, man. I didn't like Drake's offbeat flow in the beginning. Yeah, I thought last it, it annoyed me. It went on too long. I understand doing that to you know warm yourself up for the beat, but I felt like it it went it was annoying to me. Was he, he cut to, it short a little bit? Was he
0: trying to warm himself up to the beat, or was he doing that off um, beat flow on purpose? Because that's kind of the popular thing right now. I think he was doing it on, I know he's doing it on purpose,
1: but I just don't understand. It it was annoying to hear, man. Like, I didn't get why, the the, the choice was weird, Mm. you know. Maybe if you're a rapper who's popular for that type of thing, I would understand, but this is Drake,
0: Yeah, because that style is pretty popular right now with the Detroit rap. That's that's pretty much how they rap. I, I know Blueface was rapping like that too, but Right now, Detroit is known for <laughs> kind of rapping a little offbeat like that.
1: Yeah, but if that's their style, I get it. Blueface, he has a style, and you yeah. know that that's what he's going to do. But yeah. Drake, Drake, Drake comes from the old school era, and, and it's weird calling it old school now, but he was a conscious rapper coming up, man. Mm-hmm. And I was a fan of that Drake too. So yeah. to, 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 purposely rap off beat like this. It was annoying to hear from me, man, from Drake. But besides that, the song was cool. The Rick Ross song was also, like, people were saying they never miss, and I agree, but this wasn't my favorite collaboration with them. Rick Ross's verse was okay. Drake went off, though, I'll say that
0: much. Yeah, I don't even remember Rick Ross' uh, verse.
1: Nobody does. yeah. (laughs) It it, it, I th- I, it kind of feels like Rick Ross was just thrown on at last minute, you know, because this might be the longest we've heard Drake rap uninterrupted.
3: Mm. Period.
1: Because mm. I counted like it's a six minute song, I think. How long is this song? OK, the song is six minutes and 23 seconds. <laughs> and I want to say like four minutes and 30 seconds are just Drake rapping. Yeah. Which might be the longest we've heard him just rap period, mm-hmm. without a hook or nothing. Yeah. And it was interesting, man. Like, Drake Drake gonna give you the content, man. He gonna give you the bars. Um, The way he raps about his life, talks about, you know, being a father, taking his kids to school, stuff that we can kind of relate to. Still, he's talking about being a multi-millionaire, so we can't really relate to it that much. But it was, it was cool, man. It was a cool little check-in with Drake to listen to how his life is going now. Um... I don't know. I liked it. Like, there's nothing as much as I want to be a hater. Sometimes there's really nothing you can say. Uh, but I will say this. I'm wondering about the stats of his new album, mm. as in I'm wondering if he's little. I don't want to say scared, but I'm wondering if he's nervous to put it out right now, because I feel like it should have been done by now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was wondering if it was because of the pandemic, if he's trying to see, you know, what, what else will happen later on this year, if people will be out and about by that time and then he'll put it out, or or is he not really confident in the album right now, if he should go back in the lab? Because the um, this little three-pack, it kind of made me feel like the album probably won't be out for another two or three months I just don't see the album coming out um, the end of this month or next month. Yeah, I, that's I, not going to happen. Yeah, so I, I think it's probably, maybe he's trying to see how the summer going to look and maybe he's going to drop it in July or something, July, late July, August.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, man. I'm wondering if he's confident about it because um, I remember the, the, the interview I think he did with Rap, I think it was Rap Radar maybe, but it sounded like, he was a little unimpressed with how Scorpion performed. Um, I know people have been hard on that album saying it was probably one of his worst. And like we said, worse, like it still went number one on Billboard. This is the Drake standard we're, we're judging yeah. it by. Mm-hmm. And according to the Drake standard of albums, that was a pretty weak release in most people's minds. Yeah. So he can't afford two critical duds in a row like well he can he's drake but you know what i'm saying yeah it's more of a thing for him he
0: ain't like exactly he ain't competition with himself so exactly yeah so if he felt like that album wasn't all that and and remember during that circumstance that's when he had the beef with pusha t yeah so maybe he trying to bounce off of that and you know try to you know smash that last album
1: I agree, man. And a lot of the songs from that album did not stand the test of time in terms of you know being relevant songs that we still play and go back to, honestly. And I liked the album when it came out; I thought it was cool. Yeah. But I don't go back to that album at all, really, outside yeah. of a couple songs. That yeah. Remember nice J- for what? ain't yeah.
0: Remember Jay Z was on the uh, Ashley was on the album.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and I can't remember what the song was about.
1: I don't remember that either. Wait, Jay was he on that? I don't even yeah. remember that.
0: Yeah, he was. On, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, because that's when he spit the. Uh, I want to say he spit the um, Zimmerman line on there, or the Nipsey line. Yeah, I forgot. I, for, I forgot how the verse goes. Let me try to find it. But yeah, wow, I don't
1: even remember that. But yeah, it the the album didn't have stand power. Um, even "Nice for What," which was a cool song for the summer that year, didn't stick around past that really. So I, I do feel like. Maybe Drake is not as confident in, in what the album sounds like right now. That's why he dropped this three pack. And that's why he's going to wait a few months, let something cook up. I think he's trying to get a Bobby a feature, man. Like mm, I had mm. this, I had this thought last podcast. I think he's going to for a big feature, um, something to make this pop on social media. And maybe that's it. I don't know. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see how things go, man. Oh, this is Jay Z chunk song. Yeah, I don't remember this song at all, man. Holy shit!
0: Ten of us, we one. I'm so proud of who I become. And um, I want to say um, not Juicy J, but um, DJ Paul actually produced this one. Really? Yeah, really. I don't remember this song at all, man. I heard that album like
1: at least two times. That's
0: what I'm saying. <laughs> wow,
1: wow. Maybe, maybe that's the point proven. Let me yeah, I do. It. Re- oh, yeah, this Jay Z verse was awful. I remember it now, Yeah, and I think that wasn't. Just- no yeah, yeah. I'm cool on that song, yeah. man. And, yeah, I, maybe I wiped it from my mind on intentionally. <laughs> yeah, because that song kind of sucked.
0: Yeah. And then uh remember and then this album too, he had the Michael remember the Michael Jackson feature that really didn't go
1: anywhere. Yeah, that was awful. Then he pulled it because of quote unquote the allegations when that song was flopping regardless because the sample was terrible and not even mixed the right way because it wasn't even intended to be out. Yeah. No, I'm getting yeah, that the album kind of sucked, man. See, <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> I was giving Drake the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But yeah, looking back, man, that's that album kind of stunk. Yeah. But it's, it's so sound,
0: it sounded good, but it's just kind of just went and go and came and went. It, yeah. Like if you listen to it, it's some good songs on it. The production is pretty good, but it's not memorable. We didn't even remember the Jay-Z song.
1: I forgot all about that. And yeah, that was an awful verse. Now I remember it. And yeah, I, maybe I wiped it <laughs> from my memory on purpose because, yeah, that that stunk. Yeah, but so, yeah, maybe maybe he's letting this out and cook. And I can't blame him for that, because like we said, the Drake standard, you know, you got to live up to some of your greatest projects. you got to prove to people that you're still the king of this shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, maybe he he got to let this cook a little more, but we will listen. We will, of course, keep our ears tuned in to any breaking Drake news. Yes. And we will break down anything he drops. We, we gotta
0: grade it. We gotta grade the three-pack. What, um, what you giving it?
1: Uh, uh, look, he's mob ties. He's qualified. You know what qualified. it is.
0: Qualified. <laughs> <right>. I agree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> look, we, we can't... Well, Jay Prince is gonna kick our ass if we give it less than the qualified. So look, nah, I'm yeah. just playing. We, we gonna remain objective no matter what. But not honestly. Honestly, like, it was a cool little three-pack. It was a cool... Set of songs. Um, I'm not gonna act like I'm gonna go back to this over and over and over again, but it was a cool check in with Drake. The beats are cool lyrically, of course, he gonna do his thing regardless. So it, it was cool, it was listenable, definitely. And I enjoy listening to it, man. I can't say nothing more than that. You know, it was an enjoyable listen. So mm-hmm. if you got 10 minutes in your day, check out that. Project, if you haven't already, I I will say though that the the dick riding on social media anytime Drake drops anything, (laughs) yeah, is getting a little annoying, man. (laughs) I'll say that much. LeBron always go crazy, Mm -hmm. Durant always retweeting, like all these athletes retweeting the lyrics gets on my nerves, man. For some reason,
0: yeah, (laughs) it's it's funny because it's like the rappers are fanboys of the like athletes, and the athletes are super fanboys. With the rappers, (laughs)
1: yes, it it, is. I always felt like the they always wish they could switch places. You know, the athletes wish they could be rappers, the rappers wish they could be athletes. Mm -hmm. But uh, as we see with Dame Lillard, it always don't pop off like you think it should. So yeah, I don't know, man. But yeah, regardless, it was still enjoyable. I recommend it if you. I don't know. It's a cool listen, man. So. It is qualified by gems and juice standards. <laughs> uh, other things going on. Oh yeah, did,
0: quick, quick, go ahead. Oh, did you hear the Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack?
1: <laughs> Man, I saw that on social media. <laughs> I still haven't clicked play on the video, <laughs> but I am aware they are dropping, I believe, an album together.
0: Yeah, they got so they got a um, group or a band called Silk Sonic. Okay. And I thought it was kind of strange how the internet just went nuts last week when they announced it. Mm. It was just like, "Oh my god, this is about to be epic." Blah, blah, blah. Like, I ain't know people was Bruno Mars fans like that to the point where they just went nuts. Like, you would have thought Beyoncé announced the group.
1: <laughs> yeah, people love Bruno Mars, man. And I think Anderson .Pack is talented too. But people love Bruno Mars, man. That last album he did was fucking huge. So yeah, people love Bruno Mars now. But have you heard this song? Was it any good?
0: I did. It was pretty good. It it w- it wasn't bad at all. Like, and I can't really say that's the, that's the weird part about it. You can't really you can't really say that about Bruno Mars music. You can't listen to the music and be like, ah, oh, this is awful. Like it might be a little irritating because they play it nonstop, but. You can't really listen to the song and say this is nah, this is god awful, because he he's super talented. I f- I feel like he's the Russell Wilson of music right now, like yeah. he, he might come off as a cornball, but he's, a, you know, he he's a good dude and he he do his thing. So um, the the music is it actually sounds pretty good. I'm I'm not mad at it at all, and um that the album definitely gonna be interesting. I would, uh, yeah. It's gonna be interesting because I'm a Anderson Paak fan, and um, them two are probably the most talented um people in music right now. Like that's that, that's right now. <laughs> so, I mean, you're
1: you're probably right. I just don't like giving that honor to no, Bruno no, Mars, I, man. I, I, I get it, know. man.
0: That's like <laughs> that's like giving the credit to Russell Wilson. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean, like, yeah, he a good dude, but you. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like. Yeah, I, I I totally get it, but um, them two coming together to make an album is is it's dope, man. <laughs> and, and the 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 song kind of got an old school flavor to it. So um, you you'll probably if if Bruno Mars wasn't on the song, you'll probably like the song. Probably,
1: I, I'll <laughs> check it out, man. I'll yeah. check out the album too when it comes out. But <laughs> I'm just I've never been a big fan of Bruno because of his. New Jack Swing, Jackin', his wannabe Prince, wannabe Michael Jackson type <laughs> shit. I'm like, find your own identity, dog. Don't don't be copying the greats we've had before. Do your own thing. Yeah. But he's talented, man. Like he's a good performer. I give him the props, but I just don't like him. <laughs> but Anderson Pack is very talented. I like Anderson Pack, so I'm gonna check it out. It sounds pretty good, man. It sounds pretty good. Okay.
0: This ain't no new Jack Swing.
2: Yeah.
1: It's kind of smooth, man. I like it. Yeah. All right, cut this shit off before we yeah. get copyright struck. Even though we probably have already for all the music we've already played. <laughs> so fuck it, man. I don't, we don't think we got hit rolling.
0: yet, but yeah, uh, knock on wood.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> um, So what, what would you give this song? Qualified or pig pen status? I'm
0: going to give it qualified, man. Qualified. <laughs> I'm going to
1: give it qualified. I think it's okay.
0: Yeah, let me just play the pig pen. Just pig pen.
1: <laughs> no, we 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 going we gonna have the pig pen get played. we has got a few other things to review as well. <laughs> so we ain't done with the reviews, but as far as music, yes, it's uh okay. Uh Drake's three pack project, scary hours two, and the Bruno Mars featuring Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack song called Leave the Door Open is qualified as well. So qualified. Check them things out uh other news uh okay gotta gotta talk about some depressing stuff real quick um r.i.p chucky trill uh passed away he was killed in atlanta we'll talk about that with darnell from broadcast houston and uh very unfortunate he was in atlanta for all-star weekend and he was shot on friday so r.i.p chucky trill also r.i.p lyric chanel who the little girl who was fighting brain cancer she got shout outs from Trey The Truth she got shout outs from Beyonce a lot of celebrities Cardi B expressed um gratitude she uh um uh, heard the condolences and very unfortunate she had been fighting for a long time and uh unfortunately passed away so RIP Lyric Chanel it's always sad hearing about kids get cancer man like that yeah. really brings me down dog
0: it do yeah, like a, a lot of stuff don't bring me down as much, but kids being sick and you know stuff being out of their hands really gets me. It's like damn, like I can't, I can't imagine feeling like that as a grown ass man. But just being, just imagine being 11 years old, knowing that you got this condition and knowing that any your your day is coming soon. You don't have long to live, and that, it's, it's it's really scary, man.
1: It's sad, man, because I feel like it's really unfair when that happens to kids. Because at least when a grown person, you'd be like, okay, maybe you passed too early, but at least you had a life to live. You got to experience a whole lot and and live your life. But when you're a kid, man, it's so much that was still ahead of you that you didn't get to do. So I, I don't want to bring a podcast down, man. I yeah. know it's depressing, but it just hurts when I, I hear about kids dying from cancer, man. I hate that shit.
0: Yeah. Real quick. Real quick. Uh, rest in peace to Michael Stanley. He's a Cleveland rock legend. Um, I had the honor to work with him back in Cleveland at CBS radio. He used to work for the class, our classic rock station. And uh, he passed too. So um, rest in peace to Michael Stanley.
1: Yeah, rest in peace, man. Uh that's unfortunate as well. That's I, I don't know, man. Wait, how old was he?
0: Uh he was older. I I I think I want to say he was sick. He he was like 72. Oh, okay. But, okay, um, that's still that's still he, I mean, these yeah. days that's
1: still pretty young, man.
0: So. Yeah, but um dude was a legend, man in, in Cleveland. He um he had his own band called the Michael Stanley Band. And uh it was he was kind of well known too. Um uh, my father actually heard of him. Before he even moved to Cleveland, because my father is originally from Tennessee, and mm-hmm. um, and when my uncle moved to Cleveland, um, a couple of my dad friends was like, "Hey, yeah, uh, your brother in Cleveland—that's where the Michael Banley, uh, Michael Stanley band is." And so um, he he was well known. He was probably lower on the list as far as like classic rock um, mm-hmm. groups, but uh, he was definitely well known. So oh, okay, um, yeah, and he was actually he was still kind of recently he was still working at the station he he did the um did the afternoon shift on the classic rock station so you will always hear his voice he be, he been there for i want to say over maybe over 50 years 40 to 50 years somewhere, somewhere around there okay but um he be, he be, he been doing that for a long time working with the station but um yeah very unfortunate. he was a real cool dude had a <laughs> he had he had the smoothest voice i ever heard in my life <laughs> So, um, Did you
1: name your dog after him?
0: No, I didn't. <laughs> okay, I didn't. Stanley. Th- that was it. Was actually super random. Me calling my dog Stanley, but okay. uh, I might have to go with that now <laughs> in honor <laughs> of Michael Stanley. Have to.
1: Hey yeah. man, just roll with it, man. Yeah. So yeah, RIP to all those people. Um, very unfortunate about their passing. Uh, got another dear friend of the show returning. I wish he was under better circumstances. Unfortunately um but we uh received the news earlier this week that a uh, young houston rapper by the name of chucky trill had uh, uh got shot and killed um so very unfortunate and we have a man friend of the show darnell from broadcast houston who was one of the last people to really interview him he actually figgy saw him at the uh 1501 certified listening party the other week and uh Darnell did an interview with him. So we're going to talk to him about that. But first off, Darnell, how you been, man? How you been holding up?
3: I can't complain. Uh, since the last time I talked to y'all, I have uh, I was telling y'all offline, that was my first virtual interview that y'all did, you know, of me. And um, <laughs> since then, I've done several of those. I was still on YouTube. Some have been real successful. We talked about a lot of different things. So. I appreciate y'all for, you know, bringing me on the platform and kind of opening up that that uh, virtual space. And I, I think even uh, if and when Corona goes away, I think it's still going to be a relevant, you know what I'm saying, type of situation. <laughs> that
0: That's crazy because um, we used to do video here and there once in a while. But since the uh, coronavirus thing happened, we've been doing our podcast like this. And I want to say it wasn't until we had you on, after we had you on, we like, man, we need a YouTube <laughs> so
3: since then, you gotta have a YouTube. Wow, okay. we didn't
0: have a YouTube, which is I, I know it sounds crazy, but we like damn, we need to we need to hurry up and start a YouTube because uh, this guy is he. This guy want the interview, and we ain't even we ain't got nowhere to post it. So shoot, mm-hmm. shout out to you for you know yep. making us step our game up for real, for real.
3: <laughs> okay, you gotta have that YouTube and Facebook too. Facebook, you know when uh, when it's, y'all, y'all haven't started going live. From y'all's YouTube or Facebook get heavy. Um, we've done it, we've done it before. Um, but it's not something we
1: do regularly. You know, we'll probably start it again, but yeah, it's it's something kinda of off and on at this point.
3: Yeah, once you grow that brand that people want it, you gotta give them that content. Yeah, true. Yeah. See, yeah, you, you
0: you the content king at this point, man. You are,
1: man. See, this is what I'm talking. This is what you were talking about in our last podcast, man. Houston creators, linking and innovating and growing together, man. I'm glad we could help you do the virtual thing. You could help us get our video game up and inspire us to get on YouTube and such. So, see, man, this this, this is the dream you're talking about, Darnell. We we yeah, living it yeah, through. <laughs> <laughs> uh But yeah, on the more the the somber news that I. Uh, introduce with uh, like we said the uh the passing of uh Chucky Trill um young artist uh, a lot of people hadn't heard of probably but uh he was a uh, uh he was a inspirational artist man Bun B uh, c- expressed condolences as well and, and by the way anybody who got Trill in their name you got to get the Bun B cosign first you know <laughs> that that is absolutely necessary you can't call yourself trill nothing without the Bun b cosign and he had the bum b cosign so he was qualified to use it but darnell like we said man you were one of the last people to interview him uh he was in atlanta for all-star weekend very unfortunate but what did you know about this young man and how did he uh what did you think of him as an artist
3: well first um so like i said back in the other interview we had this thing called bh100 and that's before we even started giving out awards. So, like, I was in the streets, in the city, you know what I'm saying? And we were, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the whole Broadcast Houston team. And, um, you know, we, we do the voting, right? And somehow, you know, people tagged him. He must have been popping. And so he got on the list. And uh, I believe he won. Uh, he came second one time. Mm-hmm. And then he came first um, another time. And um, so he performed on our stage and, so, you know, we always let people give acceptance speeches on the BH 100. It wasn't the actual award show, it was just like, hey, man, we're just supporting local talent. And so I remember his speech like it's yesterday. I don't I don't remember a lot of the speeches, but I remember his right. It's crazy. And um, he had just got out of jail. Then he did eight flat and. Um, while he was performing, I was I was behind the camera filming, you know what I mean? And he always, I like to get the crowd angle and everything. So it's always see, like, dude, who knows people's music? He got, who got supporters or whatever. And there was one female, she was just every single word, like, spitting it almost better than him. And I'm just, I'm you know, I remember, like, panning to her or whatever. But after the fact, watching it, found out that was his wife. And I'm like, that's big. So in his acceptance speech, he was like, man, that's my wife. There, you know, what I'm saying she held it down for me eight years. How many females do y'all know is loyal? Eight years in person, you see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. It's and women so that can't eight do, years, yeah. Some women can't do eight um, minutes. No, 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 the lyrics word for word. He always had his wedding ring on. Uh, you can go back and look at the, the last interview, it's on the broadcast, Houston YouTube, right now. And you know, what I'm saying just a you know, what I'm saying a solid. Individual first, you know what I'm saying? Come out of jail and and want to do better and was really serious about the music. Um, I know Lil Kiki had put him on, I think Self Made Two on his albums. He, you know what I'm saying? He was going on tour, different shows and everything with Kiki. That was big. He's got a big song with J Dog, Young Al, uh, Car Streets Don't Love a Soul. It's like, I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to be an H Town. Already was, but because of Everything that you know it's in there, it's 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 our you know what I'm saying, street bible like it's in there, and then especially when you get a J Dog on there and um just in the streets, really respected by whoever, you know what I'm saying, and uh really came from the streets, and so um just somebody trying to do bigger and better, fresh out of jail to do eight years, you know what I'm saying? And and I heard a boosie interview, he was like, Man, you gotta get up out your city got to get about the city people the city gonna kill you that's why he moved to atlanta and it's crazy in that last interview with him he was like he had all this change. i walk around like this i walk around my city like this my city loved me and to go to atlanta um i think king von got killed in atlanta that wasn't even his own town either and to be shot you know what i'm saying like not even in your own cities like your city has so much love for you but it was, it was somewhere else, you know what I'm saying? People were trying to find out where you were. It's just tragic. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, five, six, seven days ago from today, you know what I mean? Just warm blood. I was like, you was warm right here. You see what I'm saying? It's, I still can't believe it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of people, rappers that, you know, that they cloud or what's the word that they try to, you know what I'm saying? I forgot the word trolling like he none of that you see what i'm saying like it was it was just solid it was just good energy good music talking about the life he lived and um just a, a married man that posted his wife you know what i'm saying regularly hey, man like she held it down for me i don't example wise i can't it's not too many rappers that's that real i'll just say that i had still got you know what i'm saying when you when people are passed you got their number in your phone it's just it's just different. You know what I'm saying? And like, I mean, I think the last picture I posted from that night, cause I did a lot of interviews and he was the last right before I'm glad I got him. So glad I got it. He was uh, right before they shut down the red carpet for Stunner Bams and I got to get a Chucky trail interview and um, interviewed him several times. He's been on broadcast Houston stages and, and just all over the place. He got a broadcast Houston award in 2017 that's when Roll and Flip and that was the warehouse. That was our big one, man. I'm so fortunate and honored to have gave, gave him his flowers ahead of time. You see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. A lot of people say, oh, award shows are just, you know, it's just a cloud fest and this is that and the other. It's all marketing. And, and it's not, man, like like everybody that's giving them flowers now. You know I know Bobby Hustle, shout out Bobby Hustle. Um, I think the Hustle Hard Award is going to be on, on March 14th next Sunday. And he got an award, uh, I want to say a 19 from Bobby Hustle. I think he got one from us in, in 17 or 18, one of those. And um, to really see somebody rise and and been put on and put other people on to him, you know what I'm saying, broadcast, he was just proud of that.
0: Yeah, it was very unfortunate because, um, you know, I came from, I, I wasn't too familiar with him that night when I saw him, but. That time I saw it, it was a different type of energy because it was a you. You was there. It was a bunch of people there. You don't know who is who. You was so that
3: okay. Let me let me set the scene for y'all. So I don't know how this happened, but I'm waiting on the next interview. They they're interviewing down in the red carpet, and so it's so much love. The DJ booth is in a whole separate room. Yeah, there there's another room with media, and then there's the red carpet room with media. Mm -hmm. So there was so much love the dj was already playing the song whoever the dj was you know what i'm saying at that point in time he was on the red carpet so they're playing his song he's vibing out shout out dj hardhead there was a couple other people that were there with him and so he just started rapping his lyrics so i kind of went up, it wasn't even my turn to interview i kind of crashed somebody else's interview. i didn't even know at the time but i just gave him the microphone you know what I'm saying? it's always love So he started rapping his verse he's like hey man what's up bro and then you know what i'm saying it, it was that was just the energy you know what i'm saying and and they were turning up on the red carpet and no and there's a lot of there was a lot of dope artists there and like he's the only person that you know because i, I set up two hours ahead of time no other artist had that type of treatment had the djs and all, all the influencers turned up with you mm-hmm. and and you know what i'm saying you vibing out almost like a little mini video shoot and rapping the rapping the words along with you
2: mm-hmm.
3: He, he, he was gonna be big he was all, like you know what I'm saying? You, you say people like little baby like when did he take that step up well he just signed a deal um uh, true life entertainment i don't i don't know i don't know you know what i'm saying you, you try to you don't question god you just man that streets don't love a soul that's gonna be that's gonna be a that's gonna be a june 27 type of anthem
0: yeah yeah i agree i agree man and yeah like i said When I saw him, I wasn't sure who he was, but for some reason, I knew he was somebody. And the way the way the room lit up, the place lit up when he walked in on that red carpet, it's like, damn, who is this? Like, I know it's somebody. And the whole night, I really didn't pull my phone out. I'm not a picture video guy. But that moment, I actually took my phone out and started recording a little bit. I
3: saw you post it. And
0: I I zoomed in. I didn't know who he was at that time. So I'm like, damn, I know this is somebody. And I told myself next time I run into him, I'ma introduce myself and try to get get him on the podcast because you know I, I like getting artists like that on the podcast to you know to you know talk to him more. But well respected, yeah, well, well respected. You, you could tell time. because it's a it was a bunch of people there with you know chains and stuff like that, but they were just kind of walking on. But for him, the way he walked in, it's it's like everything stopped and cleared out, where you know like i had to look like damn who is this like i don't know who this is but i know it's somebody <laughs> you know how you walking in the mall or something and you could tell somebody a celebrity or somebody famous it's like man he didn't
3: even he 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 garnered the attention he said wasn't some people like hey, look at me look at me he just walked up and then it's automatic love yeah he,
0: he walked in look looked like he knew everybody and it, yeah. it it was amazing i'm like wow like i know that somebody I, I just got to figure out who it is and follow that him from there that, man.
1: yeah yeah it yeah. is real, real unfortunate man and um this is something i also like when people say that being a rapper is like the world's most dangerous job people famous. said that a, a few few months ago and i was like mm, you y'all, y'all being kind of a, y'all exaggerating y'all being kind of silly with it but now that I think about it, man, there's been a lot of rapper death lately. And at least if not rapper death and near death, when you had Mo3 in Dallas, then Boozy comes down to Dallas, he gets shot at. Benny the Butcher comes to Houston, he gets shot at. uh Sai High the Prince, who I never even thought of as like a street dude like that. There you know, it, he yeah. he was talking about how he was almost assassinated. Like people rolled up on him and tried to kill him. So what do you think is going on, man? Like, what what is this? Because we all know rap has been violent in the past. We know people got their chains stolen. People got robbed all the time. But this feels different, man. This feels different. It feels a lot more like people out for blood now. They're not just out for the diamonds and to
3: rob somebody. So wh- what do you think is going on, man? It's nothing new. Um, definitely nothing new. But... um And so, like I said, I was, you know what I'm saying, I've talked to a lot of people. I got a lot of interviews with a lot of people that are not here anymore. And um, so it's, it's social media is there now. And I think between Dallas and Houston, I think we had that one or two month spurt to where it was just crazy. It was the wild, wild west. You see what I'm saying? Wild, wild west, and it hadn't stopped. It hadn't stopped by any means, you know what I mean? And um social media, I'll, I'll, I'll say, I have a lot of offline conversations with a lot of people that pull strings and no backstories and stuff. And so um I'll say that if I don't like you, right? And you're in Cleveland and I'm in Houston like, at the end of the day, we won't, you might not know about it. You see what I'm saying? Unless somebody that knows me and knows you goes back and, and, and spreads the message. Or I find some type of way to find you. Social media has made it to where everything I post, people see. And so we got two people with over 100,000, a million fans. Somebody going to follow both people. And then you have the fans. Um, they they look at this stuff like a movie. You know what I mean? And a lot of thirteen and nineteen, they they follow, they follow the trends and the, and the stories of these people who they beef and and diss more than the actual music. And so when you add people that thousand subscribers or something, but they make a meme, that might not be a hundred percent true. Donald Trump fake news, right? And Okay, somebody might have said something and it might get blown out of proportion. because Somebody makes a meme and you get two rappers facing each other and it, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like an album cover. It's like, whoa. And then everybody starts reposting and saying, Man, this person wanna kill this person, you know? And you know, there is some reckless, you know, what I'm saying, talk out there and, and a lot of stuff starts from the streets. And um, you know, it, it just, it just never stops sometimes. So you got some artists that just with a cloud, you know what i'm saying if you can't get a feature with somebody what's the next best way to you know to diss them and then everybody's you know what I'm saying goes and follows your page but it, it, it's some of these people are really from the streets and chucky trill was one of those that was really from the streets obviously before he started you know what i'm saying getting the notoriety rapping you know what i'm saying He's cartel baby is what he said you know what I'm saying? i don't doubt him because you know what i'm saying everything he said has been was authentic you know and um security you know what i'm saying like i don't even know i don't know what to say it's a dangerous job you gotta have people to go check out the situation ahead of time the the catch 22 is a lot of these guys the way they make their money is being in places and some most of the times you're required to post where you're gonna be so that's public information so mm-hmm. somebody wants to fly to another city See, they didn't come to Houston. You see, they said they said we're gonna catch them in Atlanta, and so you know it's different. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. stuff. I'm not a street dude by any means. You see what I'm saying? I hear backstories. I know what's going on, but um, you know it's it's certain things that people won't cross. Certain factions that people won't dare speak their name. You know what I'm saying? That's that street respect. You see what I'm saying? So um, you know I. Don't ask me how you fix it. I, I, I'm trying to be a solution. You know what I'm saying? We try to have awards. We, hey, get the... because if I if I say I don't like you from afar because I saw some you post you just one of my homeboys, and I didn't know you. I don't know you. But if I somebody sit me down and have a conversation with you, okay, you got a family. Like it's you know how the movies they 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 make you fall in love with the character. You know what I'm saying? It's like the more we know each other, North South red, blue, you know what I'm saying? He's just like me. He's from the struggle just like me. You know what I'm saying? So even if you did something I might think is out of line or said something's out of line, I got a wife, you got a wife. I got a niece, you got a niece. You know what I'm saying? He's just trying to make it just like me. And you're less susceptible to, I'm just going to kill that dude. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Because you're right. A lot of these things aren't robberies. A lot of these things are cowardly acts. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if somebody's going to Go viral, like, feel yourself beating somebody up. Give them another chance of life. Make a song about it. Let them do a diss track. Get Don King, y- y'all box or something, make some money. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Taking somebody's life that, that's got a wife and everything. I, I don't know no stories. I'm not trying to pick no sides or nothing like that, but I just know that my question is, is it worth a life? We won't get any more good music. You know what I'm saying? Nipsey Hussle, Extension you said like, it's like no more good music. You know what I mean? Mo three. It's just it's like no more. You see what I'm saying? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Let somebody kill one of yours. Like I, I really can't fathom. You know what I'm saying? Why? I, I, I yeah, man. There, there's really no. Unfortunately, there's
1: really no. Um, so like easy solution. Like people want to say it's easy as just saying stop the violence or. Making a speech or making a like it, there's nothing, it, it's as long as this is affiliated with the streets, it won't be an easy way to solve violence, I feel. But I, I do kind of feel like if it was easier to get into the industry, if it was easier, if it was more based on skill than your resume in the streets or the money you got up front to pay for studio time or beats or whatever, because I kind of I feel like and this is not speaking on anybody who passed away, obviously, but I kind of feel like. You know, if somebody uh the, the, the price of admission to be a successful rapper is so high, especially if you're coming from poverty, that you gotta do some dirt to even get there in the first place. You know, and when you're doing that dirt, you know, things happen, you're dealing with people who don't care about going to prison. So I kind of wish that, you know, I, I read some stories about how young Thug you know, try tried his hardest to get a little baby out the streets, you know, because he knew he was a talented rapper and he should be rapping and not in the streets like he was before. I feel like we need more of that, man. I feel like we need to recognize the talent and and try to promote that over asking, you know, I need 5K for this beat or whatever, or raising the price but missing so much that you gotta
3: do some dirt to even get in basically so i mean you know, you never know the backstory i mean young thug gave i mean the story is whatever 500,000 whatever he gave little baby the money to get it i mean i just watched have y'all seen the new netflix the biggie i got a story to tell
0: i haven't I seen mean, it yet i, st- I still that's gotta a watch that watch.
3: that's a good watch or even the hip-hop revolution and um those are good and even jay-z and biggie's stories were kind of the same they were getting money and you know what I'm saying, these this is the early 20s. And you know what I'm saying? You got people like Dame and Puff Daddy begging Biggie and Jay-Z to get out the streets. At that time, they didn't have enough money to offer them to get out the street. That's the amount of money, you know. What I'm saying, you talking 80s, 90s, six, seven thousand dollars a day. You said that's that's tough. And and you got kids and you got a family, you got a mom, you know what I mean? That's People can say anything they want to, you know what I mean, until you're faced with the same situation. You turn that table around. You can't say what you would or you wouldn't do in a similar predicament. But I will say that's not 100% of the story. Look at Toby Wiggoe, you know what I'm saying, uh, or Talil and, and things like that. And, you know what I'm saying, you can even say Toby in, in his realm and his – Circle of music, he he is Travis Scott. You see what I'm saying? Like he he's got the big feature. You know, he's just like a Andre 3000, Nas, Jay Z feature away. You know what I mean? But he's he is constantly putting out content, it is, it is visual and you know what I'm saying lyrical content. Well respected in the industry, and um, it's not the only way. But like I said with Chucky e. Trill, there are if you look at people like. I don't even call no names, but like studio thugs, you know what I'm saying. And they didn't really live it and come from that, you know what I'm saying. And they and then they do, they pull schemes. I'll just say that, you know what I'm saying. I'm trying to <laughs> try to say anybody's name, but you know what I'm saying to so, to get the followers because that that street cred is not really there. But like I said, this man did eight years. You see what I'm saying. And, and has a wife and it wasn't okay smashing you know what i'm saying dots is cool it wasn't a hey i'm just gonna dress up like a gangster and like this is authentic you know what i'm saying and in the world george zimmerman's still walking around i, I just i don't know i just you know what i'm saying this that's i'm not a street dude but you know what i'm saying I, I know what the streets represent and i'm just i'm just confused that's all
1: no, I, I think we all are, man, as black people, as you know, we with the time we should be most united, it seems like you know, we still face the same problems, and it, it's a difficult conversation to have, man, because it, it's, I mean, if there's like you said, there's no simple answer, is no if this if this could be fixed quickly, we would have fixed it, you know, but it's a very difficult problem to face. Um, we're gonna be facing it for a while, but. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough that we keep losing young, talented artists. Uh, I feel like, you know, there's got to hit a tipping point at some point. We're just like, OK, we, the so. most talented
3: ones, go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. George Zimmerman is still walking around. That's, that's all course. I'm saying. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just missing. I'm missing. Maybe there's a new code I'm just I'm unaware of. You know what I'm saying? But. If it's gonna be fixed, it will happen on the street level. It will not happen on the industry level. It will not happen on a PR level. It will not happen on a musical, album sales, record label level. It will be handled on the street level. And somebody with, you know what I'm saying, the pull and the respect in the streets, you know what I'm saying, they would have to um, they would have to be the one to curve it.
0: Yeah, and it's scary because it's like now in 2021 in the streets, it's like they don't care about going to jail at this point. Back back in the day, it was more like, nah, I ain't trying, you know, why well, I'm going to kill this person? <laughs> you know, you had to really do something. You had to really owe big money or something to kill somebody. But now it seems like people, I hate to say it, but it seems like people actually kill people for clout. They do Followers. it, yeah, they do they, it they, just because they do it for no reason we we talked about this, um not on the podcast, but I talked about it with a couple friends how back in the day you used to get robbed they they weren't trying to kill you. they just try to take whatever you got and move along. <laughs> but now it seems like they want to take what you got and kill you. It's like, damn, I'm giving you everything I got right now so i I don't know what the problem is. I don't know if people just. I guess they get an extra, you know, I guess they get some street cred or a stripe for killing somebody. I, I I don't know what it is, but it seemed like it seemed like these young cats don't have a problem going to jail doing a 25 to life.
3: Value of life, you know what I'm saying? I feel like, you know what I'm saying, when you remove I don't know, man, grandmother's held it down, you know what I'm saying? You got to be I mean, most of these Guys, you might be talking about, they, they mamas were probably strippers or, or prostitutes, or you know what I'm saying? Their daddies were probably drug dealers, and like guidance is big. And not saying a prostitute or drug dealer can't come out of nothing to have a word in their heart, but you know what I'm saying? If you two, three generations, I'm gonna do whatever it takes for money. That's all you ever heard. You know, step foot in the church, you don't believe in uh, any type of, you don't know, value morals or respect. You know what I'm saying? Like all you know is get money. So if you need to kill to get my shooters, you know what I'm saying? Like that there, there was a time, I think we still in it, shooters celebrated. And I like um the guy from Philly, man. I forgot his name, but he was like, Man, y'all are dumb. The shooter, you the crash dummy. You the person in the click that the person does not care about nothing, it don't care about his life. You get shot, or if you go to jail for your whole life, it don't matter. So, like on a on a on a totem pole, the shooter is really the, the lowest crash dummy, but and the music and, and like on social media, they're revering the shooter is the highest form of, of the person in in the faction. You know what I'm saying? But again, like, you know, there's old heads, there's OGs. You know, we, we, we gotta, you know, what I'm saying? I'm, I'm about to do a, a live stream in a little bit. I'm just I just wanna to talk to some people, you know what I'm saying, and, and really just um I don't fully understand. In a, in a world where George Zimmerman is still walking around I just, I just don't fully understand
1: I, I feel you man and, and we didn't want to hold you too long. Um, just want to get some a few words about Chucky e. Trill for those who didn't know him um so so what do you think uh, the people should know like what do you think the one thing about Chucky e. Trill that people should remember as far as his art and who he was as a person?
3: Like I said, I, I'm not one that, that knew him before he got locked up and everything. So, I mean, if, if y'all want to check out Broadcast, you have a lot of people that really knew him personally, and we're going to have stuff. In it. But me personally, I think it's in, it's in the description, man. Married, wars ring everywhere. Not ashamed of his wife. Wife held it down for him. Came back, held it down for his wife. And not to be racist, black love. Black on black love. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> get the black on black violence. is black on black love. How about that? Can, can we start a challenge? Can we start a challenge like that? You know what I'm saying? Black on black love. But a spitter. Obviously, like, if it was just a lot of people from the streets that's got a lot of respect, that don't mean they got a million views on YouTube. A spitter. When I say a spitter, you got to listen to it. It's, it's a shame that we got to listen to people after they don't appreciate the lyrics more. But man, y'all gotta let. If y'all don't do anything else Gather anything else from this interview YouTube, download Chucky e. Trill Streets Don't Love a Soul Featuring J-Dog and Young Al And if you love quality street music You're gonna love
1: that We are definitely gonna check that out, man Uh R.I.P. Chucky e. Trill Very unfortunate, like we said is a trend that needs to stop, but Hopefully something changes soon, man. Uh, So Darnell, uh, we know you you the media mogul over here in Broadcast Houston, man. You got anything else cooking up
3: anytime soon you want people to be aware of? um yeah and i'm always for anytime i promote broadcast houston's promote some other stuff um <laughs> so we'll we'll probably be doing some uh just wrapped up the so we're doing commercials and um you know what I'm saying corporate commercials and, and
0: okay um, okay
3: and, you know what i'm saying the event promos man y'all gonna see some stuff follow us everywhere on broadcast houston but yeah we just did that for bobby hustle he has a um i think voting is open right now the hustle Hard awards and Chucky Trill was going to be there. Actually, like I said, last award show, he got something, and so we're going to do a special tribute for Chucky Trill. I'm actually working on that video right now, since I just got tons of footage from when he first got out. Um, The 1501 thing, really, and I told Carl Crawford and and a few other people, I'm like, man, it really makes me want to bring the BH Awards back. We did the honors last year. That was like you know what i'm saying that's the more sophisticated sit down and you know what i'm saying dinner type of thing but we do have like our bt hip-hop awards and that's called the bh awards you can hashtag that to see you know what i'm saying what that's been about like i said chucky trill uh, i think it's 17. he got a uh, rapper of the year and uh want to bring that back just uh, reconnected with a lot of people you know what i'm saying that 1501 because i haven't been outside in a while because yeah. the hate is real and uh, just just me being behind the scenes, behind the camera, and just trying to just bring love. I've got that, you know what I'm saying? I got stories, I suffer in silence, nobody has to be, uh, you know what I'm saying, worried or, uh, you know what I'm saying, think about me, but you know what I'm saying? We want to do that, so that'll probably be later this year. We got the next up Cypher, any artist that wants to hop on a beat, you know what I'm saying, top five or six artists to the beat, rap, sing, we got all types of genres. We're gonna bring this Truth shot back. Um, we're going to, it's, it's a lot of different stuff. We got Who the Hottest in the City April 24th. We're doing a live stream, and then Big Pokey, I'm teamed up with a uh, Big Yogi shout out Big Yogi 713 on May 8th. Big Pokey is going to be uh live in concert, and we'll be uh live streaming those things too. But anyway, it's too much uh <laughs> for me to say and too much for y'all to remember. So, broadcasthouston.com, follow broadcast broadcasthouston IG, Facebook, Twitter, and uh y'all
0: will find the latest all right best of luck to you and uh just want to throw this out there man this podcast has been working hard all 2020 2021 i'm gonna be checking that that podcast section <laughs> all right <laughs> man say, y'all
3: like, y'all like. i think it's a talk <laughs> show now I, I think it's a talk <laughs> show now so we, we keep all the categories are the same we just um to consolidate so we don't have a hundred different awards, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. a podcast will probably be like with the internet radio and everything like that. But you know what I'm saying, y'all are working, y'all keep working, y'all are definitely on the radar. You see what I'm saying? And uh y'all would be up there soon <laughs> all right all right just just remember
1: though Jay prince did do our show and he said we are qualified to be in mob tie so just so you know i i ain't i ain't saying, no. I'm send, just me that saying send, send me that link send me that link <laughs> we, <qualify. laughs>
0: we did a whole, we, we did a whole interview yeah. hey.
3: <laughs> we need we need we need to we haven't we haven't awarded anybody rap a lot rap a lot yet so maybe he'll come out uh for okay. one of our next award show Okay. Huh? okay
1: okay okay <laughs> sound good sound good uh great conversation darnell thanks for joining us man everybody like he said check sure. out broadcast houston i'm sure he gonna be out and about a lot more soon too Governor Abbott said, fuck it, Texas open again now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure it's gonna be a whole lot more events. Everybody still wear your mask, get vaccinated, do
3: all that shit on to do. Outside. Yeah, yeah that's outside. true. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody's
1: <laughs> safe. You know that that,
3: that was hundred percent, but that didn't you don't have you can't it's not mandatory we stop wearing a mask. So people can still be safe. He's just trying to help these businesses recoup their money. I, I think that that was a more political monetary decision, and I think. I don't know if he said you don't have to wear a mask. I guess that's part of it, but you don't have to. It's not mandatory. People from China, they've been doing that. You know what I mean? So, you know, protect yourself if you think it's, it's needed. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Everybody be safe out there. Exercise precaution. But, yeah, I think some are going to get back on track to what we usually do. So, yeah, appreciate you joining us, man. Like I said, wish it was in our better circumstances, but we definitely going to have you on again. And a RIP Chucky Trill. Uh we gonna do it again, man. Take care. Stay blessed. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate y'all. We got some more things to talk about, man. Um new breaking jigger news. Dun 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 You know. There we go. There we go. Jay-Z this, Jay-Z that in Jay-Z News today. In Jay-Z news, he is making more business moves, y'all. Capitalist hove at it again. (laughs) Making some moves. He has sold title to Jack Dorsey. Jack is the CEO of Twitter. So all your problems with the world today are his fault. (laughs) 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 Because he put that app out there. Mm -hmm. Cancel culture. All the things you hate about the world today are Jack Dorsey's fault because he made Twitter. (laughs) And uh, apparently he has a he has a company called Square Inc. And they bought title, the majority share of title for two hundred and ninety seven million dollars in cash. Uh, So they brought out Jay Z from title. And people are saying this is a win for Hove. I don't know. I, think, <laughs> I don't know if it is or not. I, I, what do think,
0: you think? I think so for the simple fact how much he bought title for. Because I want to say it was like maybe 20, 30, 40, somewhere around there. Um, maybe I'd say 50 million. So he probably, he, I think he bought title around that price. And him um, selling the majority stake of title for 200 and whatever. <laughs> so I, I guess jay-z is treating this shit like a stock stock exchange at this point (laughs) so but do
1: you do you think it hurts the app the fact that it's no longer black owned um because i feel like that was a little bit of the selling point i'm not saying people only got it because it was black owned but that was a little bit of the selling point in title do you think that's changed now
0: i don't think so because i think I, i still think a lot of black people do work for the app so um, as long as they keep doing what they doing with the app, like doing the little playlist, the Black History Month playlist and stuff like that, I think it just I, I think it'd be just fine. But I think the problem with the other um, streaming services is they they don't really have a lot of us working there. <laughs> so um, so you don't get the Black History Month playlist or whenever a black legendary artist passes away Um those other streaming services don't really put a playlist out. <laughs> they won't put a playlist out for like a, you know, some unknown, um, some or some artist that wasn't really known as well f- to them, but very known to us. And t- that, I think that's where Title was, for me, that's where Title was beating everybody because they would, you know, they would create playlists like that. Jay-Z, I think he got a playlist right now. A music he' been listening to currently and stuff like that. So, I think that will still keep going. But um, yeah, so I, I don't think him selling it will be a, a big knock.
1: Okay, okay. Um, personally, I feel like titles probably not going to make it. I think they're going to merge. And honestly, I feel like we have too many music streaming services now. For because I, I think we have too many streaming services. Period. Yeah, but. You have to think about how the movies do shit and the entertainment does the streaming and how music does it. You yeah. know, a Netflix account won't get you a bunch of movies that are on CBS or Paramount Plus now yeah. won't get you the HBO Max shit. Like you got to get these different services to get these different content with yeah. music. They, they tried to do that with, with the music streaming at first. They had the Apple exclusive. They had the title exclusives. Then the record label said no more of that. Mm -hmm. You know, we need our numbers up regardless. So now everything launches on the same day on the same apps. Yeah. So your title subscription is not much different from Apple Music or Spotify in terms of the content that's on there. Yeah. So and in Amazon Music, too, like a lot of this stuff is just the same stuff repurposed. So I feel like in the future. They're going to merge together somehow, but I just don't see how in like, title I think was last, you know, yeah. I, I, from what I've heard from the people who use it, it is probably the best one in terms of the quality you can hear the music in, but subscriber wise, I think it was dead last. So yeah. it, I, I don't know if it's going to make it, man. I think they might merge with somebody.
0: Yeah. I would be surprised. We'll I would be surprised if somebody like Apple music ended up buying them out and combining them type of thing I, I kind of look at it as um like a um a phone service remember yeah. we had t-mobile we had singular we had Boost mobile we had all these different services and eventually they start you know some of these companies start buying out the other companies and merging them together so I could see it being something like that where Apple and probably Spotify I'm trying to think what else out there but probably Apple and Spotify would be the last two standing and they'd be going back it it'd pretty much be like iPhone and Androids. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Point. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I think those would be the last one standing too, probably. Those are the biggest ones right now. So Yeah,
0: and I only I, I only got the title because of Jay-Z, honestly. Because, Me too. Yeah, because he like back when they was doing the exclusive stuff, he would release the album on title only for like a week. And I would be the one with it. So I, to me, I just like I like a lot of music, but I can't miss a Jay-Z release. <laughs> I'll be damned if it, a week go by and I can't listen to Jay-Z because I don't have this app.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, and plus uh, for a long time or for a while, at least all his music was only on Tidal. Mm-hmm. But then in the last, I think, year or so, he put all his catalog on everything now.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah, he probably knew this day was coming. <laughs> yeah. So he probably like, let me get this out here now
1: yeah i think he saw where it was going so good for hove i guess and and we'll see what happens to title i think they might rebrand and do something new and different or they might just merge with one of the bigger companies we will see but if you're a fan of and and one thing like i like jay-z but i'm tired of this dick riding dog anytime (laughs) a a black rich person gets more rich it's like niggas are, are making these tweets like wow Jay Z is so inspirational. He came from nothing dealing cracking the Marcy projects. Now he's a multi billionaire making yeah. all these moves. I'm like, okay, what's he doing? I know Jay Z does things for community, but community work does more for me than saying, oh, he got $300 million for himself. Yeah. I don't really care so much about that. Like, good for him. I'm glad yeah. for him, yeah. but it doesn't do anything. It doesn't make me proud. Yeah,
0: (laughs) you know personally. Or I'll even take it this far. Sometimes it can, sometimes it can't be really motivating, because it's like me as a regular person. It's like I know I can't get to that point in life. I probably won't. I'm I'm halfway there. I'm like I mean I'm halfway there as far as like my age. I'm like Mm -hmm. I'm you know about to be forty in some years now. So I know I'm not about to be at a point where I flip something and get two hundred (laughs) fifty million. You know I mean, so it's it's not even the thing where it's like, wow, that's really motivating. Not let me get on my shit. It's like I'm not about to get that far. <laughs> so sometimes it can be a little depressing at times. But um, yeah, the, yeah. The Dick ride Did you see the tweet about his hair?
1: Yes. <laughs> the, yeah. The, oh my god. Yes. It was
0: talking about how he changed the way people these corporations look at hair now and all this shit. Yes. Like this dude is a billionaire. He could do. Yes, he can walk in there with fucking jeans shorts tore off. <laughs> That's
1: like saying Mark Cuban changed the way corporate dress code is because he wears a t shirt and shirt every t shirt and uh, jeans everywhere he goes. Yeah, because he's a billionaire
0: already. Yeah, they don't. You know, they don't give it. They're not about to turn him away because he got the t shirt yes. on.
1: You can't go to a corporate office for a hiring and, and wear a t shirt and jeans and say, "Well, look, Mark Cuban changed the game." No, yeah. he came in there like that. You got to wear a suit and tie, little fucking. Yeah, that that was that was very annoying, man. He yeah. did not change shit about hair in corporate world. Yeah, it's still so, a
0: pro- it's still a problem, man. <laughs> like I, yes. I think it's it's less of a problem now, but I remember when I was a kid and um, the school I was going to, um, we couldn't wear braids. They mm-hmm. said no braids, no no dreads. At the time, they said dread. I know it's a little offensive to say dreads, but. They said no braids or dreads and it's like damn like you clearly looking at black people <laughs> at this point <laughs> so um it's it's not as bad now but it's still out there like these companies will still not hire you if you walked in with hair like Jay-Z.
1: <laughs> yeah and there's still schools that make you cut it and there's still jobs that have reds code and hair codes and all that shit so mm-hmm. yeah Jay as much credit you want to give Jay and I, I, I give him the credit he deserves but you know he didn't do shit about hair in the corporate <laughs> world, man. And yeah. his hair looks like a fucking mess too. I, <laughs> I said that last time with the uh, on the podcast, but yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that. I, I do crazy appre- basket look.
0: I do appreciate him. To me, his hair kind of explains that he really don't give a fuck. So I I, I think he to me I felt like he, he he know he rich he filthy rich and he can kind of do what he could do whatever he want. He could dress how he want to dress. So I think that's that's what he tries to um, trying to represent. So I would give him credit for that, but I don't think he tried to make a statement and try to change the way corporate look at you know black people hair. I just think he kind of he, he's kind of like the Mark he, he's he's kind of like Mark Cuban a little bit. You know, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a billionaire. I can wear what I want. So this is how I'm gonna dress. And Jay Z, in his case, he's saying you know I'm a billionaire. I'm a black billionaire. I'm gonna wear my hair like this, and y'all still gotta sit across from me and take my meeting and and do what I say. So that's how I kind of look at it. You might not like it, but I think I think that's his stance because he is kind of woke a little bit more woke than he was before.
1: Yes, but I also feel like he he's following the trend of wokeness rather than trailblazing the trend of wokeness. I feel like once sure. it became popular to be pro-black, Jay-Z was pro-black.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I I don't disagree with that.
1: I remember him coming up doing the whole Italian mafia wannabe shit, and I like that era of Jay. Like, don't get me wrong, the music was fire, but he he did not get woke until it was politically appropriate and acceptable to be woke and have natural hair. Like, he he didn't had the, the 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 low cut fade for a minute, man. And now, since it's cool, like J. Cole did the. J. Cole was probably one of the first big artists to just go completely natural and have his hair look all crazy yeah. or as wild out as it did. And now, after everybody else did it, Jay Z kind of jumped on the bandwagon too. I'm not saying it's not genuine. I just feel like this is his way of saying I'm woke. I'm I'm, I'm a symbol. But really, you're just kind of you know it's popular to do now. So that's that's why he's doing it. So. I don't know. I don't want to assume his intentions, but that's how I feel about it. Because, you know, when I was the biggest fan of Jay, he wasn't super militant pro-black Jay at that time. He was, I'm making money, fuck all y'all niggas Jay. Yeah. So, that is how I feel. But anyway, we got a whole lot to talk about, man. Whole other things, too. Oh, yeah. Did you see the the D'Angelo versus? We talked about that earlier.
0: Did you watch it? I tried to watch some of it. I was in and out of it, but I was not really into it, man. I really, I I didn't set my timer for this one. I I was just going to check it out because he he did say D'Angelo and friends. Yeah. So I was kind of curious on who are the friends. That's the only reason I was, you know, stepping in. But I really didn't care for this one, man. I, versus. I think it got to be against somebody. If if it was it was if it was another R&B act, if it was music soul child or something like that, then I'll be like, "Ooh, that might be a nice little sexy vibe or something like that." But just D'Angelo, I I really wasn't interested in that one.
1: I feel you, man. I think D'Angelo is really interesting in terms of like how mysterious he is. Like he he only dropped 3 albums in his entire career, you know. And he went like on a 20 year break before he before the second and third one. (laughs) So he's a real mysterious artist. Um, He has some songs. He has some bangers. But, yeah, I wasn't really up for it. I I meant to rewatch it eventually, but I don't know. It it didn't move me to be just him. I would have even been up for him versus Music Soul Child. I think he would have killed Music Soul Child, but that would have been something to watch and debate. Mm-hmm. But just with him alone, it's like eh, I'll watch it eventually. But I was in no rush to watch it live or anything. So yeah. it
0: got a lot of bad reviews too. A lot of people didn't like it. Oh wow! So, so yeah, that was kind of shocking. But um, I think uh, some of the guests he had on, I think they were kind of um, anticipating Lauren Hill might pop up, but mm-hmm. instead it was her. <laughs> no, yeah, the artist her popped up. She and it, it was it was a pretty good performance, but. Uh, I forgot who else. I, I want to say um, Method Man and Red Man, I think they popped in too, I want to say. I missed okay. that one. But, um, yeah, I, I just wasn't interested in this one, man. And uh, word on the street was it was supposed to be him versus Maxwell. And that would have been really interesting. But um, It would have been. Yeah, but I think they said Maxwell backed out last minute.
1: That's unfortunate, man. That would have been a dope one, but...
0: Who you think would have yeah, won I, that one?
1: Oh, man, I don't know.
0: Maxwell's tough, uh, man. <laughs>
1: Maxwell is... people. Maxwell's kind of underrated, honestly. Yep. Uh, I, I think his catalog is pretty tough, man. Um, D'Angelo, like, he he has some great... out Like, Voodoo in his first album, Brown Sugar, like, some of the best R&B albums ever made. But Maxwell got a whole career of hits. And D'Angelo don't got that many, mm-hmm. as, as far as real mainstream hits. So I don't know, man. Maxwell might have taken that joint. I don't know.
0: It would have yeah. been tough. Yeah, I think and Maxwell. And he's still going too. That's the crazy part about it. Yep. He just, yeah. Uh, Pretty Wings wasn't well, uh, well. Pretty Wings was like ten years ago. It seemed like it was just
1: yesterday. <laughs> it does seem like it was like at least 3. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was like a decade ago.
0: <laughs> that was like 09, 08, 09, but yeah, he still like his shit like his shit get better with time too, man. Yeah. Like his shit sometimes you got the older artists who, you know, keep going and they shit they try to adapt a little too much. They try to, you know, get what's going on right now, what's popular right now you ain't going to hear no damn 808 drums and a Maxwell song. Like, you yep. going to have that smooth-ass band. <laughs> yeah, man. I, yeah, I think I think Maxwell would have took that one.
1: It would have been tough, man. It would have been tough for... It would have been a tough night for D'Angelo, maybe. But, uh, yeah, I, I'll probably check some of the replay eventually. But, yeah, I wasn't too hyped for that. And like we said earlier in the podcast, I'm not a fan of the whole solo thing now because I feel like now, since it's been done... Is gonna be done again, so yeah. I'm not a big fan of that. But whatever. <laughs> um, okay, it's time to review some things that came out. Wait, is there anything else we got to react to real quick? Um, nah. let's let's get to the review, man. Yeah. So, coming to America two, called Coming to America, <laughs> I guess with the letter with the number two. Uh, that released. I forgot this was even coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I hoped it was like a bad dream. But no, this movie actually released it came out on Amazon Prime. It's only on Amazon Prime right now, prime video. So that's how you gotta watch it if you're so inclined to watch it. But yes, Coming to America 2 came out. It pretty much reunites most of the cast, everybody who's still alive, at least. Yeah. You know, you have you have his wife still the queen. You have John Amos. You have Louie Anderson pop in a little bit. James Earl Jones was in it. Arsenio Hall, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody big that we remember, of course, you know, uh, they reprised the, the old men and Randy Watson at the end came <laughs> through. Uh, and it also tells a new story. Uh, Tracy Morgan's in it now. Leslie Jones appeared as well. And the story Involves his son, who is found in America, and is brought back to the moon to be the prince.
0: Yeah, Wesley Snipes in it too.
1: <laughs> Wesley Snipes in it as well. Did a great job. Um, so I- I'll let you go first, Figgy. Man. You sure? <laughs> okay, fuck it. I'll go first.
0: Get your shit off. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I-, I I came into this movie with very low expectations. Um, I thought this was something that if they wanted to do it, they should have did it like 10, 15 years ago. It's been too long. Everybody is too old. It looks kind of weird now. Um, it's depressing to see salt and pepper at sixty years old. <laughs> <laughs> like Seeing all my favorite people from the 90s just be super old now is depressing to me, man, because it's already tough enough getting old myself. Now I got to look at all my heroes from back in the day, and they crusty and old as shit. It's
0: like a a 50-year high school reunion at that point.
1: (laughs) It's depressing, man. Everybody fat and everybody old. So I came to this movie with very low expectations. Number one is PG-13, which it's kind of crazy because the first one's rated R. They had a lot more edgy humor, I guess. Number one, let let me, okay. My original thoughts on coming to America, the movie, I've always thought it was kind of overrated, man. Mm. Like I thought it was a cool first half of a movie. The second half for me falls off. Like I usually cut it off after the Randy Watson part because everything after that is kind of not as funny and whack. But the first half is classic, you know, the the barbershop dudes arguing, James Earl Jones. Like, it, it is a very funny movie for the first half. The second half for me kind of falls off, man. But still, I didn't think they needed to make a sequel, um, but they did. I had a problem. OK, I, I will go chronologically. Now, the first 15 minutes of the movie are actually pretty good. I was watching it, and I was like, okay, because the reviews were terrible. But I was watching the first 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, what's everybody's problem with this? It's reuniting (laughs) everybody. John Amos, don't look as old as I thought he would. John Amos is actually looking okay for his age. Mm -hmm. James Earl Jones, which might be the last time we see him active in a movie, he did a good job as well. Um, So I'm watching the movie, and I'm actually having a pretty good time seeing some of these actors we haven't seen in a long time. And I'm like, okay, this might be pretty good. But, uh, as soon as they go to America and bring back the Prince, I call him Jack Freeman. Cause he looks a lot like Jack Freeman. <laughs> so <laughs> he <do. laughs> it, he looked just like Jack Freeman. Uh, the Prince who came from America, yeah. once he came in the picture, everything got kind of corny and played out and not funny (laughs) and that was the rest of the movie that was like 20 minutes in and the rest of the movie was trash (laughs) the story was stupid wesley snipes was great i'll give him wesley snipes he did this he should it was
0: it was good seeing wesley man wesley
1: snipes can still like he you could tell tell he still loves acting you could tell he still loves being the villain because he's a great, he might be one of the great villains of all time. Him and Demi- Demolition Man, classic. So Wesley Snipes is a good villain. He, You could tell he's having fun on set. You could tell he's having a good time with whatever role he's playing. So, yeah, Wesley Snipes was great. He was one of the few highlights in this trash. <laughs> because the story was exactly what you think it's going to be. 15 minutes into it you already know how it's going to end and it is very it's just reliving the same jokes it is the production value is very poor it's lit up like a sitcom man like it 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 don't even look like a real movie it looks like a made-for-tv movie yeah like everything
0: is it it, kind of remind me of like a. um have, have did you used to watch boys meet world at one point yes and remember they did girls meet world or girl yes. meets world and it was on disney yeah that's what it kind of remind me of you know that disney feel you know how mm-hmm. that's so raven look where it just look kind of cheesy a little bit that's yeah that's what it kind of remind me of this is this was like the disney version of coming to america
1: yes
2: <laughs> now, honestly
1: it was man like there's a bunch of shit that i felt was for kids like none of the edgy jokes were in there it was it was very, very just, just, they didn't need to do it, man. They, <laughs> I would have been okay with the fresh, like, you know how the Fresh Prince had the reunion special? Yeah. I would have been okay with that. I would have been okay with, let's have the whole cast come back and relive their experience about the movie. And let's have that be like an hour long special. I would have watched that. I would have enjoyed that. But seeing them do a new movie, seeing them bring in Rick Ross's In It For No Reason, Man, that, Tiana
0: Taylor In It For No Reason. That was probably the one part I laughed at when Rick Ross <laughs> ta- talking in an African accent.
1: <laughs> Prince Hakeem has a son on the way. <laughs> he was struggling. You could tell he had like several takes. Now it's the best one they got.
0: Yeah, they, and they oh, clearly man. put him in the movie because they, they was filming at his house. So they no, like, probably. "All right, we we'll get you a part. <laughs> we we'll, we'll get you a script."
1: I feel like number one, all the music that played in the in the movie was trash. Like some shit you never heard of. I, I don't know if it was like a some music label got behind this and said you got to play this music, but it was a bunch of corny music playing throughout. Tiana Taylor, she looked good. That's all I could say about her. She didn't really movie. have
0: much of a role, bro, though.
1: Yeah, because she can't act. <laughs> <laughs> they had her say like five lines, and that was it. And she was struggling. <laughs> but she she was dancing, though. I'll give her that much. She looked good as hell. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this movie is exactly as bad as you think it's going to be. Um, I would not recommend watching the whole thing unless, you know, it's a big family gathering and everybody's watching it. Maybe you'll have some fun making fun of it. But I can't recommend this movie, man. I gotta say this movie is pig pen status. Pig pen mentality. <laughs> the pig pen mentality in this the movie throughout. I, I I don't I can't remember the last time I had a real struggle getting through a movie. Like I kept pausing it and getting on Twitter, <laughs> and I kept pausing it and going to do something else. And It took me, I want to say, four hours to finish a movie that's about an hour and 30 minutes long. like It was so painful to get through for me, man. It was so cringeworthy towards the middle with this new nigga who can't act. And the whole story about the queen needs to be the... It uh, it annoyed me. (laughs) It was very hard to get through, man. It was very hard to sit through and watch the whole thing. Like I said, the first 15 minutes were great because you could see everybody you see they're still you know doing a thing but after that man it is a tough watch but maybe i'm hating too hard man piggy what were your thoughts on this
0: movie? I, I, I feel the same way man i think it was it was hard to watch i watched it with my wife and my wife she loved comedy movies she loved it she loved the you know the shit that just make her laugh she she loved that type of shit when I tell you, she didn't crack one laugh, <laughs> one smile. Like I thought she fell asleep for a minute. She was just up uh, watching it. Like we didn't crack one laugh. Like the the only times I I laughed during the Rick Ross, when Rick Ross turned around and said <laughs> what he said. I actually laugh at that part because it was Rick Ross. The other things, the other things that was so random about this movie, just all the people they had, all the actors and actresses they had in it. Like, why is Morgan Freeman in here?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) That was the most random thing ever. It seemed like this really seemed like an actress, Hollywood, Black Hollywood, family reunion type thing. Yes. They said everybody from the 80s to the 90s. Gladys Knight
1: for no reason. Yeah, Gladys (laughs) Knight.
0: Like, let's just gather everybody. John Amos. Let's gather. I know he was in it, but it seemed like all the oldest actors and actresses. From the 90s to the 80s, let's put them all in one movie. Like I like shit, I felt like I missed out for not being in it. It seemed like I mean, <laughs> it seemed like everybody was in it. And it was it was kind of strange. But um some other things that I thought was a little weird. I thought the story I was I really wanted to watch this to see how they spent him having a son. Because if you watch the first coming to America. He wasn't with any other woman but Lisa mm-hmm. McDowell. So, so in the previews they say, "Oh, you got a son in Queens, blah blah." I was wondering how how was they gonna spin this, because he was only with the one girl the whole time. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, he ain't sleep with nobody else. He ain't so, he ain't so his royal oats in the first one. And and the way they spin it, I really, I, I ain't really care for it. I, I think I feel like they tried. As far as the um the, the, the storytelling, like remember that time we was in the bar and we were trying to talk to the other girls and then they kind of you know they did that young facial recognition or whatever that is.
1: Yeah, de-aged them. Yeah, so the it de-aged. looked like eighties. Yeah, Eddie Murphy.
0: Yeah, so they they did that. I cringed through that part the whole time. Like yeah,
1: it, it looked bad.
0: It was it was. It was kind of creative to try to make it, I guess, to make the story a little better instead of just saying, hey, you got a son. You have slept with this random woman this one time. So I, I kind of get it. But I I ain't like that part at all, either. But, um, yeah, as far as the whole movie, man, I I feel like I wasted my time trying to watch this.
1: It was and t- t- I'm glad you brought that up, too, man. Like, are we OK with a literal rape being the focus of the movie because <laughs> it, it looked to me like Eddie Murphy's character was drugged and raped yeah. and they just kind of make light of it like oh I just forgot about that because she gave me some crazy weed like this yeah. the guy raped and had a kid and, and yeah that's t- I wrote it off because it was a dumb movie to begin with but that was a stupid way for the new introduce the fact that he had a son it, it was very silly um, and, and also I feel like this movie should not have been called Coming to America there are maybe two scenes in America in this film. Yeah. It should have been called coming to Zamunda because yeah. that's where most of the movie takes place. Yeah. So it really had nothing to do with America. He goes to America for two seconds to get his son and he just comes with him. And yeah. I, I I thought they were going to throw in a twist like they were going to say that that wasn't really his son. Yeah, I
0: did too. I thought yeah.
1: they were going to. That was an obvious thing to do because there was never any proof that that was his son. Yeah you know there was never any dna tests or nothing so i figured it was going to be some kind of mistaken identity thing to where uh she admits she was a hoe and that wasn't actually his son but she just said it because he was rich yeah so how did that they never know- happen wait how
0: did they he even know that was his son
1: because they- the old african dude drew a picture of him <laughs> and he, I was- he found something that looked like the picture and he said you're my son
0: <laughs> That's the other thing. What, who was he supposed to be? The dude, Rakifi from last Rafiki,
1: for yeah, I guess so. <laughs> he was Arsenio Hall in some ridiculous makeup. Yeah, so this movie, this movie is just a waste of time, honestly.
0: Have you been seeing the feedback about this movie? Yeah, I've seen what, it. What are your thoughts on the feedback as far as this movie? Because I've been, if my time, I don't know how your timeline looks. Mm-hmm. But my timeline, it' been a lot of people saying, "Oh, why are y'all hating on this movie?" It it's, it kind of remind me of when that that new Lion King came out, Yeah, people was trying to defend that, saying, "Oh, why y'all hating? This is beautiful, and and y'all just stuck in the Stone Age." Blah 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 blah. So, uh, did you see a lot of that on your timeline?
1: See, here's the thing, and this is why the people who made this script are kind of brilliant, because. They made it in a way to where if you complain about it, you look like you're misogynistic. You look like you're racist because it's a movie with quote unquote black excellence in it. Mm -hmm. It It's a movie about quote unquote female empowerment. So if you dislike this movie on Twitter, it means you are misogynistic. It means you are a woman hater and it means you're racist. Yeah. And you don't appreciate black excellence. But this movie sucks. like yeah. there's nothing more to say about it it was terrible it's not funny <laughs> and the plot made no sense and of course it's a comedy it ain't got to make sense but the production value was low like you said look like a fucking disney movie a disney channel movie yeah. and it, it, it was very a very poor follow up to a classic comedy film but yeah like it has all the twitter check marks so you can't openly hate on it yeah without being seen as problematic and toxic
0: yeah. Uh, let me read you something. Uh, somebody made a long-ass post about it. Oh, no. Let me read this. Dear Black Delegation, we have a bad habit of trashing art that has been revisited because we expect to feel the same way we felt when we were when we experienced it for the first time. 30 years ago, Eddie Murphy captured lightning in the bottle and he made a perfect movie. He actually did it twice with Harlem Knights nay three nay three times with boomerang four with life is anything in all caps as good as or great as the first time doubtful the second time around is a movie the second time around is a good movie if you with the proper lens it had a decent story and an excellent excellent acting you won't laugh as much as the first one but there are some funny moments. We should be grateful. Ninety-nine percent of the original cast is still alive to even do this movie. Chill in all caps. You're not gonna feel the same way you did 30 years ago. So a lot of people were saying, "Facts, facts, preach." So I just, okay, I just don't get it because, look, I, like first of all, we should be able to critique a movie. Like mm-hmm. if we don't like a movie, we don't like it. Like don't call us a hater because we don't like the movie. It's a bunch of movies we don't like but just like don't give me the oh yeah it's black excellence in this movie so i gotta i can't criticize it like no that's that's crazy to me i, I should be able to criticize any movie i want to like i'm not treating this <laughs> no different from any other movie be, uh now adam sandler uh announced that happy gilmore 2 is coming oh my god i think that will be probably wor- as worse as this if not worse so like I, I would give it that same energy if I watch that I would give it the same energy so I don't want to hear oh it's black excellence it's beautiful and all this other stuff like nah like this nobody was asking for a part 2 of this movie mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this movie was just fine <laughs> the way it is back in 88 like nobody was you know hitting their their fists on the table saying hey we need a part 2 to this they wrapped that movie up where we didn't even think it'd be a part two, so I just don't get the cop out. People saying, "Hey, this is black excellence." We need, no, that's good. That's good. Every uh, it's good to see everybody in it, but like I can't sit here and lie and say the movie was good because uh, you know there's a bunch of black people in it. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I have a number of problems with that statement, man. <laughs> number one, I agree. Some people might be too ha- too hard on. Uh, black entertainment. Considering the, the the standard matters, okay. The the context matters. Like for example, that Houston-made DJ Screw documentary. I didn't think it was great, but I'm not going to criticize it like it was a Hollywood film. Mm-hmm. It was a local production done by people who were just trying to honor the man. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit here like a Roger or Ebert and and break <laughs> down why I didn't like it. I'm like, okay, it was cool for what it was. This is a major Hollywood motion, motion picture, man, with Eddie Murphy, who's been in Hollywood for, what, 40 years? Yeah. Like, I'm judging him by his own standard of comedy. Yeah. I'm judging him on his past work. And if it's not as good, then that's a problem. That means it should have been better or not even bothered with. Because you're bringing up the fact that nothing's better the second time. Exactly. So why is there a second time? Yeah. If you already know it's not going to be as good, why do it? Yeah. like you're setting yourself up for failure and yeah like I said it was nice to see the cast reunited they were only in it for a little bit but it was nice to see them reunited but no I'm not going to give this movie any passes man because everybody in the beginning was saying don't do it mm-hmm. there's no reason to and they did it anyway they did it with a cheap production value I feel and Tyler it, it was studios. not <laughs> yes and the script was not funny it just it it didn't have any of the original magic man and yeah we're gonna critique it based like it's a sequel man yeah if you wanted to do a reunion special like i said i would have been all for that but you said let's make a new one because you want the money that comes with it and you want the money from people who saw it and saw the magic the first time but you already admit it's not as good so Like, nah, I'm not falling for that shit, man. We can criticize this movie for being terrible. It did not need to be this bad. There was no reason for it to be this bad.
0: Yeah. Like, honestly, if they would have made a movie similar to this and it was was something totally different but it was kind of mimicking coming to America somehow, I wouldn't have no problem with it. Yeah, Because they're not trying to make a part two and try to add to the story and stuff like that. I I would have had no problem with that. But I just feel like nobody was asking for this so I, yeah i just had a problem with it um as far as inside the movie a couple of things bother me i'm i'm not a big i'm not a big um leslie jones fan
1: me neither <laughs> I, I do not like her in the like, movie either
0: yeah like I, I i don't know if she is she a stand-up comedian type that i never saw anything uh, yeah i never saw anything of that so i ain't gonna sit there and criticize her as far as that but The movies and the shows I seen her in I was I I never laughed I I felt like she wasn't really funny in this um uh, what's we call it um what's his name Tracy uh Morgan Tracy Morgan I felt like he wasn't funny either it was just kind of like and like why it was I cringed too many times man yeah and it just to me it just wasn't necessary and just then the end of it did you watch the end? i had to cut the end off like i saw how, i saw it till is, the
1: credits rolled. how
0: yeah i didn't even see that part but how is everybody there in zamunda at once like why like if 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 the prince is getting married there like why is the dudes from the barber shop in there why is, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 sexual chocolate? They flew
1: in, yeah, sexual chocolate yeah, and Randy Watson there Yeah, too. so
0: everybody from Queens just <laughs> rode in to Zamunda. So it's just that part, and then the we the the perform, the We Are Family it's just like ah uh, yeah, like that had to me that had Tyler Perry written all over it. Yeah. So I yeah I had to cut it off at that point, man. So, yeah, I don't know the other part that bothered me a little bit. This is no disrespect to um, the lady who played Lisa Medow. I thought she looked beautiful. It, mm-hmm. it was good to see her. She, you know, she she still looked good. But I felt like she had too much. She had way too many lines in this movie. Like I don't want to see her drunk. <laughs> I don't want to see her um, singing Humpty the Humpty Dance or whatever. I felt like she had way too much, way too much lines in this one. Not saying she shouldn't them, but. Just no she her, shouldn't have her her role in the first one was perfect she was the girl that um eddie murphy was chasing and so she kind of she played that good girl like i don't want to see her sitting there pissed and drinking and all this other shit it, to me it's like i felt like that wouldn't even need it like she, she, she the queen so i i just felt like they could have played that part a little better
1: no, I mean she she was not a good actress even in the first one, man. Like I never really understood her. Re- I always thought the her black friend looked a lot better, <laughs> and I of course he was take. an 80s.
0: Honestly, like no, no, no I'm just saying a lot of people not don't say that though. No. Now, I, now I they don't. That, yeah,
1: like uh, back in the day, of course, the light skinned woman was was the mo- most sought after woman in the black community. So the the black dark skinned woman was like the Pam of this other sh- movie you know yeah. played she up as being she ugly wasn't even and in it wild either.
0: she wasn't even
1: yeah in it. <laughs> that I, I know is she dead like i gotta I look her know. up why was she not in it yeah. but anyway yeah she was not a good actress man and she did not do a good job in this one either they gave her a bigger role and she couldn't really like i mean she looked fine for her age i'm not knocking that but yeah she she did not need to do all this much it was I don't know the movie's just depressing man (laughs) In a lot of ways It just did not need to be made Um, Like I said a good job With getting people together I'm a huge fan of James Earl Jones So knowing this might be one of the last times We see him on screen Like that was special to me man I thought he did a good job too Considering how old he is He did a good job John Amos I'm a big fan of good times So I like seeing him too
0: I did like that part Um, One of my favorite parts was Um Hakeem or Eddie Murphy and the Medallion was mopping, and then yeah. he started talking to John Amos. That kind of brought back a little nostalgic. Too yeah, of him, you know, that was his first job, his first real yeah. job. So, I that part, I, I I got to get credit to that part. I thought that part was dope. That was a little creative on the writing part.
1: I did. I like that part. I like James Earl Jones having a funeral for himself while he's still alive <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, but. Some shit like that I liked. But yeah, the movie, and and look, people are allowed to not like movies even if they're black movies. Okay. Like, I feel like the black community needs a higher standard of quality. I'll be real. Shows like Power need to be better. Like, (laughs) our TV shows and movies got to be better.
0: And see, I I think they will if we kind of critique it a little more. Yes. If we kind of, you know, hit our. You know fits on the table and say, Nah, like, come on, like, we could do better than this. But if we, keep, if we keep using the excuse of, Oh, this is a black cast, oh, this is a black producer, this is black excellence, mm-hmm. they're gonna keep making the same shit. Exactly. Like, if, if people just imagine if people hold Tyler Perry to a high standard and say, Nah, this, nah, we need something else. Like, nah, we need something else. He will probably step out the, he will probably do something else. Like, I I ain't saying he can't, but why would he stop if people keep giving him this pass? Oh, you know, it's a black man who was homeless at one point. And no, you can't critique. No, you hating because he, you know, he ain't had money at first. Now he got this whole um, million dollar, you know, studio in Atlanta. So no, like, why is you hating on the movie? Like, I never understood that.
1: Yeah, me neither. Like, I'm glad Tyler Perry made it out of whatever he got out of, but his con the stuff he produces is terrible. Like if it was a white person, I'd be just as hard, not harder on the fact that these movies are trash, man. And his shows are trash, but I, I don't know. I never roll with that. And like I said, like, it's not the same standard. Like if there's a local artist, I'm not going to judge him like he's Drake. You know, I'll be like, Hey, this is good for what you're at right now. But when you put out a Hollywood movie of Hollywood film, I'm gonna judge that on that standard. It's not an indie film, it's not some shit that was independent, it might be independently produced, but you know, Todd Perry's a millionaire who've been making movies forever. He knows how to make he he could make a good movie if he really wanted to. I believe that.
2: Yeah. But
1: he'd rather just make 50 in a in a week. <laughs> yeah. and push out quality or quantity over quality is his main thing and I don't like that so yeah.
0: and let's be real I mean it's making them money so yeah, if I can't I, be mad at it if I was in the same position if if we had some type of cheesy podcast that you know a lot of people probably criticize but it's making us money We it's an audience for it I wouldn't just stop doing that like it's making us yeah. money just just roll with the hot hand that we, we tell artists like we tell artists that all the time when yeah. when people was talking about Meg, how she only rap about one thing or a couple things, like I wasn't sitting here saying, "Hey, she need to rap about something else too." look like no, that's the that's that's her bread right now. <laughs> like so, just keep keep doing it until it, you know, like ain't no point of trying to switch up. Like if, and if you notice an out there, keep doing it.
1: And you notice too, like they didn't come out with that complaint. They only came out with that complaint after she had made it big. Which goes to my point to where, yeah, if you're doing a local thing, keep doing your thing. But the standard gets higher the bigger you get. Yeah, And we're talking about a Hollywood film, a a sequel to a classic comedy. I'm going to hold you to that standard. I'm not going to be like, well, it's black people, black people produced it, so it gets a pass from me. Like, no, I'm going to judge it the same way I would judge any Hollywood film that's produced to be a sequel to a classic, you know, so...
0: Yeah. I feel, anyway, yeah, I feel like the people that's really enjoying this movie really like Home Alone 3.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. Some people and it's the remake, I was hoping at this point in our time, the remake and reboot would be dead by now. But it's just not going anywhere, dog. You talk about Happy Gilmore 2? Why, like why <laughs> man? Like can niggas let their childhood go? Yeah. Can we just let the old school shit go? Like, I feel like in the 90s, we had a whole lot of original content, and hardly anything was a sequel of shit that came out in the 80s. Like, yeah, they still made Rambo movies and shit, but for the most part, things were original and new, and now it's just like we're in a perpetual cycle of bringing back the reboot and bringing back the remake 40 years after the fact. Like, enough, man. Can we please move on as a
0: culture? Yeah, I agree, man. Like, I don't want to see no Happy Gilmore 2 yes Um, like don't try to make remake boys in the hood or yes all this other shit man it's just i don't know it's just crazy my thing is nobody was asking for this (laughs) like nobody was sitting there saying we need a part two they didn't wrap up the story or whatever (laughs) (laughs) like the story was wrapped up the story ended beautifully so uh, like this like it's one thing for uh you know if we're talking about the movie friday because mm-hmm. it was, they left it open where you know you could do so much with it, and they did. They remade two more movies after that, but they wrapped this movie up in '88. <laughs> so I just, I just don't get it, man. See, like, it's, it's, it's to me, it seemed like a, it was a, a a movie reunion, just getting everybody together and showing, hey, we're doing pretty good, and a a, a, a money grab, man. I'm gonna be honest, it seemed like a money. It grab. It was,
1: man. It was so. Yeah, like we said, good to see everybody back together. But honestly, don't waste your time if you do watch it. Only watch like the first fifteen minutes. I do legit believe that was decent, but anything after that, once they introduce the new kid and the new characters, it goes downhill pretty quick. Um, but what, what, oh yeah, your rating, man. What, what would you give this? Coming to America too.
0: The hogs, the pigs, pig Land in the pig pen
1: with the slop. Pig pen status coming to America too. Pig pen status by the Gems and Juice podcast. Don't waste your time. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully Eddie, because I thought that Eddie Murphy was on a come up with that Dolomite movie. I thought the Dolomite movie was pretty good. And I think that, that was R-rated too. So I was like, okay, we getting the edgy Eddie Murphy back. But then he does this PG 13 coming to America 2 bullshit. now I'm like, eh. Yeah.
0: The, the other part too, uh we could leave after this, but just, just the cheesiness, the fart sounds. Yeah. I, the, like, like I don't need to see the lion farting. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it's just too goofy for me, man. I tun- I I'm it not was, gonna lie. I
1: tuned out like that whole part of the lion part, man. The <laughs> lion looked terrible, dog. The lion yeah. was so fake looking.
0: Yeah. Ugh yeah it's just i don't know man it seemed like they was forced they was forcing themselves trying to be funny like have you ever been around somebody who tried to be funny yeah like forcing it on you like it's not funny at that point point. and i felt like the, the the original one i felt like they wasn't even trying to be funny mm-hmm. and just the little small shit was was hilarious the
1: Soul Glow commercial, which was so random and out of nowhere, but yeah. it was classic and hilarious. I still yeah. laugh at that shit
0: when I see it. Yeah, remember that part with the uh, with Samuel L. Jackson? He should have. Uh, I'm surprised he wasn't in it. But remember that part where he yep. tried to rob the place? Like that part. I don't think that part was supposed to be funny, but that part was funny as hell. Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking head off. Just just that little part is just like, oh shit. Like, I don't know. It's just... It wasn't that, man. I don't know. I'm I'm just disappointed. We talked about this, like, three years ago, too, about them, because there was rumors they was remaking this,
1: Mm.
2: and
0: we all said, hell no. So, this is... Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, Yeah. It's bad, man. It's not funny at all, and yeah, just pass on it if you can. If you ain't seen it yet, you ain't missing much, so... Pig pen status, Bobby Jim's Juice podcast uh, for coming to America too. Now, another review we got coming up, a uh, uh, another food review, man. Now, I did the McDonald's chicken sandwich last week and I gave it the pig pen status. I thought it was trash. Pig pen mentality. But there is a new food item. Popeyes is coming back with it, man. Popeyes released a fish sandwich. I believe it's flounder, basically. Cajun Uh, flounder. Yes, Cajun flounder sandwich. Um, Me and Figgy both tried this item. Figgy, you go first this time, man. What are your thoughts on the Popeye's Cajun fish sandwich?
0: I got to be honest, man. This tasted exactly like the fish sandwich. I mean, uh, exactly like the chicken sandwich to me, man. I had to double check like three times to make sure they didn't give me the chicken sandwich. It was damn it, it looked damn near the same and and um once I started eating it I could tell it was a little it, it was a fish sandwich because the chicken sandwich is a little heavy. So um yeah so I could I could tell it wasn't a chicken sandwich but it tastes damn near the same. <laughs> it's just a little lighter. So I I I thought it was pretty good. I would go back and get it. But it, it like to me like great and on the scale of fish sandwiches from all different fast food spots, I would say this was the best. This okay. ain't this ain't no little fillet at um, McDonald's or you know Arby's who, who had the fillet. This was actually pretty good, so I I'm gonna give it a qualified.
1: Qualified. Uh, hold on one second, man. I gotta pee real bad. All I right. fucking drank too much water. I'll be right back. Now I also tried the fish sandwich. Um, and, and maybe my expectations were a little too high because when I hear fish sandwich and Cajun fish sandwich, I'm thinking like a, a grilled catfish fillet or something mm. or something delicious. Um, it kind of tasted like the same fish that makes the fillet o fish and the uh, McDonald's fish sandwich. Really? Like it's it, it tastes it was a flounder, man. It tastes like a cheap fish, and the fish itself, like I was not. It tastes like some Long John Silver's fish. (laughs) Like, it it, it was not impressive to me. Now, of course, the Popeye style, like the sauce they put on it is pretty good. But I was not impressed, man. I see why I didn't see a whole lot of hype about this on social media. It's nothing like the chicken sandwich. Like, it was cool, but I was disappointed. Um, Also, my whole meal, so my whole experience I go up to get the sandwich and I got to wait like 15 minutes for it. So oh, now that's damn. building my expectation even more. Yeah, I'm sitting in a parking lot waiting for my fish sandwich.
0: Yeah.
1: I also get a side of uh, mac and cheese, which I forget is like the worst side to get in Popeye's. Popeye's uh-huh. low key has some trash sides,
0: man. Yeah. The only thing I get is the fries.
1: Their, their sides are bad. Their red beans and rice suck. Their biscuits suck. Church's chicken low key has the best, has Popeye's beats and sides, man. Mm. Like Church's chicken has some greats. They got okra. They got a better taste in biscuit. They got better mashed potatoes. Like Church's, their chicken ain't that good, but their sides are dope. Mm. Popeye's got some trash sides, man. And that <laughs> mac and cheese was awful.
0: Damn.
1: Um, but yeah, the sandwich itself, man, I wasn't impressed. Mm. Like it wasn't bad. I didn't regret getting it, but I expected more. The chicken sandwich, when it first came out, that hyped my expectation to pretty high. <laughs> and I tried this one, and it was just, eh.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, it wasn't bad. I would say it's qualified. Barely, barely qualified.
0: Qualified. Okay. Yeah,
1: just 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 barely just barely made it qualified. But yeah, I wasn't a fan, man. I probably won't be getting this thing again. Mm.
0: So. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I maybe, maybe my taste was changed since the COVID, but. It tastes exactly like I had to look down at the sandwich like three times. Like, man, did they give me a chicken sandwich by mistake? It was damn. like they had I know they fried it in the same batter. Yeah, but it was damn near the same. I'm like, damn.
1: You thought the fish tasted like chicken?
0: Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't taste the difference.
1: Did you take apart the fish to make sure it was fish? (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: three different times. I'm like, "Damn." damn. Yeah. I know the chicken sandwich is a little more tough. But this one, it was uh it wasn't as tough. So that's how I kind of knew it was a fish sandwich. But I had to chat like three times. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, did they make a mistake and just give me the chicken sandwich?
1: So, that's hilarious.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was strange. But I I will probably get it back if I have a taste for um fish.
1: Yeah, may, maybe it's just me, man. But I, I just expected more. Um, and like I said, maybe I thought it was going to be like some fancy blackened fish or something, some fish filet, but it mm. was like some battered flounder fish, man. It tasted cheap to me. Mm. I wasn't a big fan of it, but I mean, it, it wasn't terrible. The sauce I put on it was pretty good. So, mm. yeah, it, it wasn't awful, but
2: where, I'm not sure Where would
0: you fan. rank this um, as far as like the other fish sandwiches? Yeah. Um, in in oh, the city, as far I, as like fast food,
1: I don't I, I don't even know if I see I don't really get fast food at all, man. Honestly, mm. so I can't even judge it. Like the I, I the last time I had a fillet of fish from McDonald's was probably like I was in high school, man. It was a yeah. long time ago. Um, I can't think of any other fish sandwich I've had recently from a fast food. Like I'm the worst fast food ranker, probably, man, because mm. I I don't eat it really at all, but. Where would where words you rank it?
0: I would probably rank it number 1 because okay. um to me I I want to say Wendy's had a pretty good fish sandwich at the time. I haven't had a fish sandwich here um since I've been living in Houston. But um I used to always get the one from Wendy's and then I think Arby's had a okay one. But I was never a fan of the McDonald's fish fillet. It's just to me it was damn their fish sticks. <laughs> On a mm-hmm. bun And I, I I just couldn't get with that I'm not a fish sticks person <laughs> But um, This one Don't put you in mind Of a fish A fish stick
1: Yeah Yeah uh, It's probably the best As far as The fast food chicken, uh, Fish sandwiches go But that's not saying much Because Yeah I mean Fish is not really A fast food item Yeah They usually only sell it During Lent So oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that, That's one thing too But yeah, I would put it pretty high, but that's not a high bar to me, you know, being the best fast food fish sandwich. So, yeah, it is what it is. Um, so other things that happened this week that we can kind of kind of speed run. Uh, what are your thoughts on Texas reopening? Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, had a whole press conference earlier, and he basically said that by this time, well, by next week, we're going to be opening up to 100 percent capacity. Um, you can still wear a mask if you want and businesses can still require you to wear a mask. But they're going to be kind of powerless because they already say you can't do shit to somebody who don't wear a mask. You can't throw them in jail or give them a citation. So,
2: yeah,
1: I don't even know why I even put that in there. But basically, he's saying that he's removing the mask mandate. Uh, you don't have to wear a mask to go certain places. And businesses can, I guess, choose if they want to do that or not. But. Yeah, he basically said, now nah, we open 100% and we're going back to normal by next week. Uh, now, you've had COVID, man, so I trust your opinion on this. Do you think this is too soon or do you think it's about time for the state to open up?
0: Um, I wouldn't say it's too soon because I, I know we've been locked down for a minute. And I know these businesses do got to get going at some point. But to me, I think it's kind of, I, I guess it's the way he said it. It's like, uh, I don't know, I, I'm not upset with him saying this, but just the way he went about it. Because you, you got the governor in Ohio that said, you know, hey, we thinking about opening 50% capacity, but we just want to make sure the numbers are, we giving it two weeks to see how the numbers are or something like that. So at least it looked like he cared. <laughs> you know what I mean? He actually cared about the numbers of the uh, cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abbott seemed like he just didn't give a fuck at all. He said, "I don't care who, what the numbers are, or what y'all doing. We gotta lift this shit." <laughs> so I think I think it was more the tone he he uh, he used when he announced this. I, I, I look, I'm gonna wear my mask regardless. I I don't care if if all 50 states lift the mask uh, or the you know the rule. I'm gonna still wear my mask, so it's it's no problem to me. But I think it's the way he, I I just think it's the tone he used and the history of him (laughs) making decisions is why a lot of people are really upset with it. And uh, Do I think it's too soon? Maybe, but I think it got to open sometime (laughs) coming up. And with people getting the vaccines, I think it would be open by the summer. Everything would probably be open by the summer.
1: Yeah. And I agree with the tone. It seemed kind of arrogant. It seemed like he was basically decreeing that COVID was over, you know, like he, he announced it. And some people have speculated that he's doing this to cover up for the fact that the state failed its citizens with the whole winter storm and blackouts, people going without uh, a water for a long time, people going without power for a week up to during that blistering cold. So some people think that this is a, a way to make people forget about all that. And it could be, it could be. Um, but I also got to pull out the fact that some people are fake, man, on social media, man. <laughs> there, there are people that I've seen their Instagram stories and they be out every weekend, but they were still acting like they were upset about,
0: and,
1: and let's be honest, if you live in Texas, especially if you live in Houston, dog, shit, lockdown been over. Yeah. Man, I, I see restaurants are packed now. Like yeah. I don't see no six feet distancing I don't see people I see at the grocery store, people not wearing masks and not being bothered about it. Like I see, basically, we are already opened up 100 percent. It just wasn't officially announced. Mm-hmm. So some of these people who be going out every weekend, people who be, who be going to shows on the weekend, like shows are back now, man. Like, yeah. we're, we've really been back for probably a good three, four or five months now. And yeah, it's just made more official. So some of these people are legit in their concerns. Like I take your concerns seriously because you've had COVID people who've had COVID before and still try to uh, social distance and avoid contact. But there are some people out here who I know been partying who were acting like they were upset. And y'all part of the problem about this shit spreading, too. So yeah. that is my thought on it, man. Some people fake mad. But
0: whatever. yeah, yeah, it, yeah I, I seen that, too it's just like man like dog you you out here anyway you know what i mean yes. that, that little cheap mask ain't really stopping nothing it's, it might be pre- preventing it from that moment but that's not the that's not the shield for covid <laughs> you know what i mean people people still getting it i wore my mask all the time and i you know mm-hmm. i still ended up with it but yeah it's just i don't know it's just whack how people Going around acting like no, no, like the mask, all this other shit. It's like, come on now, like, like, like you would like people. It would have helped if people stayed in the whole time. Like you, you going out. Like you probably, probably will get it eventually the <laughs> way you be going mm-hmm. out.
1: Yeah, I agree, man. And we'll see how things go. Like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a mutated version of the virus that comes out by Christmas and we lock down again. But I don't know. We'll see, man. At least people are getting vaccinated now. I did see in the county I'm in, Galveston County, they sent an alert saying that you can anybody can sign up for the vaccine now and get registered for it. So at least they're 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 pushing the vaccine and getting people vaccinated when they can get vaccinated. So yeah. There's that. You to so- sign up? Oh, no. <laughs> I've already just like I'm gonna be See you're part get- of the
0: problem.
1: I nah. probably am, man. <laughs> no, nah, that's fair to say, dog. Yeah. But my my thing is, man, I, I just, I don't want to get it until I have to get it. And I know eventually we're all going to have to get it. But yeah. until then, let the old folks get it. Let the people, who let's figure out if there are side effects that are bad. Let's figure out all this stuff first. And then when they say, no, you have to have the vaccine before you go to the grocery store. I'd be like, okay, fuck it. I'll get the vaccine. But it is what it is, man. I ain't. Yeah. Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully things work out, but we will see Uh, other things that happened. um, Okay, let's talk a little sports, man. (laughs) First off, in the time since we had our podcast, another notable Houston Texan has left the team officially and gone to Arizona. (laughs) J.J. Watt. announced that he is going to Arizona. He's going to the Cardinals to join DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe Deshaun Watson. Who knows? (laughs) But, uh, yeah. So, now we got two big – the two of the four biggest Texans in history are now with the Arizona Cardinals at the same time. So, what are your thoughts on this, man? I know you talk about this a whole lot in the station, but what are your thoughts on this whole thing, man, and J.J. Watt joining the Cardinals?
0: Um, To me, I, I was shocked he went to Arizona. Because once he was released by the Texans, a lot of people thought he was going to go to, like, Pittsburgh or go to a Super Bowl contenders. People threw out Kansas City. People threw out Tampa Bay, Green Bay, and, you know, these teams like that. Chicago. But him going to the Arizona Cardinals? who aren't the Super Bowl contender yet.
1: Missed the playoffs. They missed
0: the playoffs, yes. And and they're in a hard-ass division where they might, they probably the fourth best team in that division, and there's only four teams. To me, that shows you that he really wanted out of Houston. He didn't give a fuck where he was going. (laughs) Like, Like, I think he just, he wanted out that bad to the point where, you know, maybe the championship wasn't the biggest thing on this list. Maybe he just want he he want to keep playing at a high level, get his money, but just get the fuck out of Houston because he could have mm. easily stayed in Houston and got probably they probably would have gave him more money, but he ain't want no parts of that shit. So <laughs> to me, that was kind of shocking to see him go to Arizona.
1: Now it's time for the conspiracy talk, man. Play my Uh-oh. conspiracy music because I think you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Now, like I already said, DeAndre Hopkins, who is Deshaun Watson's favorite receiver, who should be anybody's favorite receiver, really. He's one of the best in the game. But he has a close relationship with Deshaun Watson, and he's with the Cardinals as well. We also know that J.J. Watt had a conversation with Deshaun Watson on the sideline after their last game, as Texans ever, um, last season. And J.J. Watt was saying, we wasted one of your years. And then Deshaun Watson was like, yeah, we should have won 11 games this year. So do you think there was more to that conversation? Do you think maybe J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson have been in communication? And do you think maybe J.J. Watt told Deshaun Watson to get out of Houston and come join us in Arizona as soon as you can? Do you think it's possible that I- they might? And now they, that now they have Kyler Murray on the rookie contract. But do do you think it's possible that J.J. Watt is trying to recruit Deshaun Watson as well as DeAndre Hopkins trying to get him over to Arizona?
0: I don't think it's far-fetched. A lot of people shot it down because of the whole rookie contract thing and it don't make sense. But if you look at Arizona, they are known for, you know, bailing on quarterbacks. They bailed on that dude Josh Rosen in one year and drafted Kyler Murray, number one overall. They could have roll the dice with him but um to be fair i think Kyler murray gonna be all right but it's deshaun watson man and they in a hard-ass division where they got is they damn near going all in if they trade for deshaun watson and they could probably be the best in the in the um division because they got a pretty good defense they got a pretty good offense and with deshaun watson that's even better and you could probably get more people to play with him so i i don't think it's far-fetched i i i like a lot of people shooting it down like it won't happen I'm not counting that out man because Kyler Murray is good but Deshaun Watson is 25 years old so that's a franchise This it ain't like trading for Aaron Rodgers where you got like a good two or three more years left like Deshaun Watson got a good 12 years if he you know if healthy so I'm not counting that out man (laughs) I think I think it would definitely be a shocker but I'm not counting that out at all
1: I think it's possible Um, Now whether the team Would do it It would be maybe the worst look Of any NFL team to chart To trade or send away All three of your best players To the same team (laughs) So uh, But I do believe 100% believe that J.J. Watt Told Deshaun Watson to get out
0: 100% I I agree with that
1: I feel like that happened and I feel like that's part of the reason why Deshaun is saying I'm done. I'm not yeah. playing for the Texans no more.
2: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: whether he's trying to get him to Arizona, I don't know. I don't know if that would even actually happen. Like you said, the rookie contract reasons and whatnot, Arizona would try it, but the Texans, I doubt because they have to send this. They have to, uh, uh, first off, approve the trade. I know he has a no trade clause, but the Texans got to agree with, agree to it. But yeah, I hundred percent think J.J. Watt told him to get out because he saw what happened to his career, and now he's looking and is like, man, this is not going to happen for you in Houston. So
0: yeah, even even outside of that, man, if you, I, I guarantee, if you go in that locker room, half of them dudes is like, man, I want out, I'm out. <laughs> like, like nah, they not doing shit. Like, let me try to get out as soon as possible. And this this is what I think um, started from that whole situation. I think Deshaun Watson what reports of him wanting, you know, I guess a say-so and the GM hiring and all this stuff. I felt like people wanted Jack East to be gone, and he tried to go up to the owner and say, hey, just hear me out. Let, let me tell you what, you know, I want type of thing since I'm the franchise quarterback. And if they say no to him, <laughs> if if his word, he's the quarterback. Like I know, JJ, they weren't going to listen to JJ Watt because he, you know, he's older, and they probably wanted him to go anyway. But uh, Deshaun Watson is the franchise quarterback, and if you're not listening to him, like, it's he probably went back to the locker room like, man, <laughs> like you see what they did? <laughs> like they keeping him, so I'm out, man. <laughs> that that probably was the last straw. He probably yeah. If if we could get rid of this dude then you know we can stick around and you know maybe i get you know buy into it but they keeping him around they pretty much said nah <laughs> so he probably like man look i tried <laughs> so jj is out <laughs> you know uh, if they if they let go of Easter B, I i think jj probably would have stayed he probably wouldn't ask for a release because at least they hiring somebody and they trying to change the culture or whatever but at that point, it's like, man, like they keeping this dude around, <laughs> so I'm out. I'm, I'm, I, I do not want to play for this team if this dude is around.
1: Yeah, I think it's possible that JJ Watt asked out regardless, just because um, he is Like he's, he said in the press conference, he ain't here for a rebuild, you know. And this team has to rebuild at this point. Like they're Bill O'Brien ruined the team for at least two seasons, mm-hmm. so. They got a rebuild, and J.J. Watt is at the end of his career. He ain't mm-hmm. got time to go through the trials and tribulations of a rebuild. So I think he would have went out, but it would have been on better terms, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and Deshaun, yeah, they they chose the culture over everybody. Mm-hmm. And that includes Deshaun. That includes anybody who had anything to say about the culture. Like, they're not as important as the people dictating the culture right now. So it's unfortunate, man. And one thing that gets my nerves, too, like... I always got annoyed by the whiny ass Houston fans who were talking about, oh, Houston sports are just not uh, respected nationwide. But now I'm starting to see their point, man. Like they're <laughs> really now all of a sudden everybody realizes how great Deshaun Watson is. Nobody yeah. talks about his greatness to this extent until yeah. it was a possibility that he might join their team. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly they're talking like he's a top three quarterback in the league, which we knew he was. But mm-hmm. nobody ever said that nationwide ever. Yeah. Same thing with James Harden, who yeah. goes to the Brooklyn Nets and now suddenly he should be in the Yeah,
0: he should be in the MVP discussion. <laughs>
1: yes, he's an MVP candidate, even though he's averaging season lows for his career. Yeah. You know, suddenly he is an MVP candidate. Suddenly everybody loves his game. He's so fun to watch. He's so he 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 doesn't ball hog. He passes and gets his teammates involved. Like <laughs> Nick, we've been trying to tell y'all this for years now. And suddenly since he uh, he played with Brooklyn now, it's so clear and obvious. He's so great. It's that it's like, nah. that
0: East Coast New York bias.
1: It is, man. And it makes me sick. It makes me sick because I'm sick of people only appreciating what we have here when it looks like they're they when they either have it or they look like it looks like they're gonna have it. Mm-hmm. That's my rant, my Houston sports rant for
0: the day. Yeah, shit. Let's keep it on James Harden.
1: Yeah, so uh, the the owner, uh, Tillman Fertitta, didn't, I guess he had some kind of interview. He talks a lot. So he had some kind of interview. And apparently he was asked if he would consider retiring James Harden's jersey in Toyota Center. We know they had a rocky breakup. James Harden basically forced his way out. And he got what he wanted. Uh, but uh, Tillman Fertitta did say, no, we're going to retire his jersey one day. I think some people mistook that to mean that it was going to happen this year mm-hmm. because the Rockets played James, uh, played the Nets uh, earlier this week. Of course, the Rockets lost. They stink now. They're on a four-team game one losing streak. So they're terrible. And, of course, they lost that game. But uh, I think some people thought that his jersey was going to be retired that night. Mm. And all he said was, um we're gonna retire eventually when he's done playing or whatever yeah but rocket's twitter got very upset about this <laughs> a lot of people got upset actually they thought that James Harden's jersey should not be retired because he's a turd he's an idiot he's a loser he he went out and he he cried his way out he went out like a bitch and blah 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 <laughs> uh so regards to the fact that he's probably the best score in the history of the franchise, Mm -hmm. they think that Houston should not retire his jersey because of the way he went out this year. What do you think (laughs) about this, Figgy?
0: I think that's bullshit, man. Like, it don't matter how he was, man. That dude uh, deserved his jersey retired in Houston just off the strength of what he did. Like, this dude won an MVP. Should have won two or three of them, honestly. But this dude was probably the best scorer in Houston Rockets history, man. And you don't want to retire his jersey? To me, that's insane. And look around the league and look at other teams who got uh, jerseys hanging up in the Raptors. The Cavs don't have anybody. The Cavs have Brad Dordery. They have all these. They have, uh, what's his name, Uh, Austin Carr. And it's like like these guys are nowhere near James Harden, <laughs> so to me to not put him in the raptors is, is to me that's insane, man. I think people really got to get out their feelings when it comes to that because like you cannot like him all you want, but that dude did he he wore that Rockets jersey for what eight years? I want, he, he wore it for, yeah. he wore it for a minute, man. So I like this dude just definitely deserves to be. <laughs> Honored. <laughs> so I, I I just don't get how people saying oh yeah Calvin it, it, you got Yao Ming jersey up there yes so, like I felt I to me I always thought he was overrated <laughs> I I wouldn't say it too loud now since I live in Houston but and, like you got his jersey up there and you don't want to put James Harden up there to to me that's just crazy man I, like he he did a lot for Houston but. Nah, man. Like people, people need to get out their feelings, man.
1: They a hundred percent do, and I understand being upset that James Harden is making highlights every night for another team. And I, I, I understand the frustration of how, like I said, he went out like a bitch, man. I'm not calling him a bitch, but the way he went out was was fucked up. You know, dogging it, not trying, and then throwing a the team under the bus when he leaves. I that was fucked up, man. And there is no excuse for that. But that don't that don't wipe away eight years of playoff contention, eight years of championship aspirations, eight years of him putting 40 on dudes heads, eight years of him like being an incredible basketball player. The best Houston has ever had from a technical standpoint. I'm not saying he better than Olajuwon because Olajuwon got his two championships, but scoring wise. Ain't nobody in Rockets history put up points like he could, mm-hmm. you know. So, yes, he he's going to get retired. His jersey is going to get retired, man. And for all the people who were because people wanted him out. And I, I thought people were crazy for wanting him out because I'm like, look, yeah, he never got a championship, but things could be worse. Yeah. And things are worse now. As yeah. soon as he left, now the team is bottom two yeah. in the league.
0: Yeah, I mean so, that, that's the price of a superstar, man. And I went through that shit with LeBron James. When LeBron yes. James first left, people was like, "Oh yeah, we don't need him, and we're gonna win." Remember the uh, the owners? Dan
1: Gilbert, the, yeah, we're gonna win a championship without him
0: before okay. the so called king uh, mm-hmm. wins one, and LeBron won one the next year. But yeah, um, yeah man, look, even the way LeBron left that first time, if let's say he never came back to Cleveland. Cleveland would still have to retire his jersey, yes. man. Like I don't care how he left. And I, I thought that was a bad way to leave too. Like you still got to retire that man's jersey, man. He did. He did a lot in them years he was a, a Cavalier. And even even Kyrie, Ir- I ain't like the way Kyrie Irving left. <laughs> I feel like Kyrie Irving left f- for selfish reasons. He he said he wanted his own team and all that shit. It wasn't even nothing with the organization. He didn't want to play with LeBron, so he wanted to leave. And then he left and kind of shitting on the city a little bit. Mm-hmm. I still think his jersey should be retired. He hit one of the yes. biggest shots in the Cavs' history. Like, they they will still have to retire his jersey, man. Like, like you can feel how you want about certain players, but, like, you can't just erase what they did because they're a turd or they're a shitty person. You know what I mean? They, like, like these players been doing a lot for people uh, for for the teams so I like sometimes you gotta set your personal feelings beside and just say hey look just look at the work on the court like this guy this guy literally played for eight years wearing this uniform and look at the numbers he put up and look how close y'all got to you know the yes. finals and you know it's it been a lot of bad luck and, I, and James Harden choked in the playoffs but to me, that mindset is just dumb, man. Because if you if you look at the Houston Texans, they got Andre Johnson in the Ring of Honor. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty much like the the jersey hanging up in the Raptors for for football. Like, is he not supposed to be in there because he didn't get his team to a Super Bowl? Is JJ Watt can't be in the Ring of Honor because they didn't do anything? So to me, it's just to me, it's just crazy to sit there and say, "Well, he choked," and he, you know, he was selfish and all this other stuff. Like I, I just think that's crazy. People put <laughs> people put players in the ratchets for no damn reason. <laughs>
1: yes. So, so
0: yeah, I don't see why why he can't be in there.
1: Yeah, it's people need to get out their feelings about this James Harden thing. One thing I I, I don't like about this because I feel like it's going to be very hard us to get another superstar in Houston after all this has happened I'm not talking about just a football team I'm talking period man if you're an NBA player who's gonna be a future superstar and you see how James Harden is getting treated now versus how he was treated for years when he was with Houston like why would you want to go to the Rockets Mm -hmm. you know if you're a superstar NFL player and you see how Deshaun Watson was treated then versus now because whatever team he gonna go to is he gonna ball out like, why would you want to go to the Texans? The Astros are known as cheaters. So, why would anybody want to go to the Astros right now? Like, yeah. it's going to be very tough for us to have a superstar in the future, man. Yeah. The, the Rockets going to get some draft picks. I think they're going to rebuild. They're going to probably be picking one of the top picks in a draft because they're going to have one of the worst records. But it's going to be tough to get another superstar on that level again once they see, like, oh, okay, y'all, y'all don't get a whole lot of love in Houston when you play down here. But,
0: yeah, and just like it could I, I I'm not saying it's going to be this worse, but it could be easily like the Utah Jazz. Yep. Like who who cares about the Utah Jazz? <laughs> yeah, I think that LeBron LeBron saying that was hilarious that because was. I I never really thought about it like that, but I never knew anyone that picked the Utah Jazz whenever I played 2K. Like whenever you play 2K, people pick all type of teams. People play with the Cavs, people play with the Rockets, People play with bad teams, Atlanta, and all these other, you know, random teams. I never knew anyone who picked the Utah Jazz to this day. (laughs) Like, I don't don't care how good Donovan Mitchell is. Ain't nobody picking the Utah Jazz.
1: And not only just that, like, they they never get free agents, man. Like, nobody wants to willingly go to Utah. If you could ask Donovan Mitchell on draft night which teams he would want to go to, I'm sure Utah would be last. Yeah. You know, even the Utah players ain't proud of playing in that city, man. Come on now. They already had a racist problem with their fans and shit. Yeah. Like they, they don't like that fucking city, man. Nobody likes the jazz, dog. So <laughs> I can't blame him. And LeBron was 100% right. That was what really shit LeBron ever said, man. Like I'm surprised <laughs> he actually came out and said that. Speaking yeah. of, oh, yeah, I forgot. More NBA news, man. Well, uh, NBA adjacent news. It's more LeBron news. What do you think about these new pictures from Space Jam 2? <laughs> with the Lola bunny, without the ass and titties no more. Um, LeBron James with a suddenly computer-generated hairline looking crispy. Um, and, and I guess some images from Space Jam 2, which I believe is going to be released later this year. Um, what do you think about this movie now? Are you are you more hyped up after seeing some screenshots? Uh, I'm...
0: I will. I say this. I, I, I pretty much said this about the lion. Re, remember, they made the uh, remade the Lion King. Mm-hmm. It's similar to that. It looks good. Now, I mean, we in twenty twenty one, so the graphics look really crispy. But I'm not excited about the movie, especially. I, I I hope it's not like the Lion King where they do the exact same thing. I hope it's a little twist to it. But to, it from that point, it do look good. But, um, like you said, uh, the bunny with no ass and titties i I, they, I wonder if they did that because of the whole you know the p g thing, but um i yeah yeah, we're probably gonna be having this conversation again, just like we had with coming to America too, yes, <laughs> and Lion King. So, I, yeah, yeah, just be prepared. Maybe we need to make this a segment since they remake everything anyway.
1: Yeah, remakes <laughs> and why we hate them.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I really don't care for it, man. I probably won't see it.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to watch it. Like, just because it's Space Jam too, and I think it's going to be on HBO Max for free. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. go pay watch for it, it to go see it. I'll watch I'll, it. Then. I'll watch it. I'll watch it if it's free, and I think it's gonna be on HBO Max later this year. So I'll watch it, but I'm gonna hate it. I already know. <laughs> like, because number one, the remake thing is bad enough that LeBron wears number twenty three. He ain't got to remake Space Jam too. Like, do a Space Jam kind of movie, but do it with cartoons that are relevant today. You know, mm-hmm. but my, my nephews and niece, like they don't know what the fuck a Looney Tunes is, man. Yeah. Like we grew up with Looney Tunes. That shit was still on TV all the time when we were kids. Yeah. Nobody knows who Daffy, not Daffy Duck, a Tweety Bird and Bugs Bunny. They might know Bugs Bunny, but they don't know Tweety Bird. They don't know Sylvester the cat. They don't Leg mm-hmm. Leghorn. They don't know these cartoons no more, man. So it seems like a kids movie made for adults which is weird. Yeah. And the the Lola Bunny thing, it's funny, people were mad about that. <laughs> it, it, it's funny how all these kids movies had these super sexualized cartoons in it. Yes. <laughs> Who framed Roger Rabbit had Jessica Rabbit, the thick ass cartoon. Uh, what else? Lola Bunny was thick for no reason. Like a lot of these cartoons had thick ass sexualized cartoon characters for no reason. It was kind of weird. Yeah, (laughs) but I think I do think it's funny that everybody upset about that. That's hilarious. But they would have got complaints if they made a sexy Lola bunny in 2021. So I ain't Mm -hmm. mad at them for doing it. Yeah,
0: I totally understand that.
1: There would have been a blue check Twitter account who would have been like, why do the females got to look like this in a, in the cartoon? Why the men don't look sexualized? Why is it the women objectified? Yeah. So whatever.
0: My kids don't need to see this. <laughs> yeah. Why do I see her cleavage and all yeah. this other shit? Yeah. It's so crazy.
1: That, that that's the reason why they changed it, because they knew somebody was going to complain about it. So,
0: yeah. Did whatever. You, did you um, see SpongeBob having a spinoff? So Patrick Starr is getting his own show okay <laughs> kind of interesting I,
1: don't know how I feel about that <laughs> yeah it's a
0: little interesting <laughs> I, I'm I'm not gonna watch it I don't have any well I'm not around my nieces or nothing so I can't you know cop out and say yeah i seen it sitting there but I, I, I that's pretty interesting to me that they giving Patrick Starr his own show.
1: That is kind of crazy. SpongeBob is fucking funny, though, man. The first few seasons of SpongeBob, I used to watch with my nephew when he was young. But that cartoon was funny as shit, dog. Like, that was yeah. like, I feel like that was a last great cartoon. Yeah. I used to laugh my ass off watching it. And you see the memes now, man. Like, yeah. that that cartoon is timeless. I haven't watched it in a long time. I'm sure they got like 18 seasons now. I ain't watched none of the new shit. Yeah. But SpongeBob was a classic man. I think it's kind of underrated, to be
0: honest. Yeah. My favorite one, my favorite or my favorite scene from Spongebob was when I forgot who it was. I think, I think it was Spongebob. He was waiting on a bus <laughs> and, and the bus wasn't coming. And he was like, let me go to the vending machine. Went to the vending machine, all these buses was riding past, and he went back to the <laughs> bus stop and nobody there. <laughs> And he like stepped over and the bus just went past. <laughs> like that shit was fucking hilarious because that was yeah. damn near true. Like me catching the bus when I was going to high school, like bus, it'd be like three or four buses going past as I'm way down the street. And as soon as I get to the bus stop, that's it. I'm like, damn. So now I'm waiting like 45 minutes for a bus. <laughs> so, that's hilarious, but man. that was fucking hilarious, man. Like, I, I, I haven't laughed out loud at a cartoon like that in a minute, <laughs> but that was hilarious.
1: My favorite SpongeBob cartoon was probably the one where they did like the, the, the Krusty Krab training video <laughs> where they had like a training video for all employees for the Krusty Krab. Because I, I used to work in retail at Best Buy. And the way they did it was exactly the same way they do any corporate training video. <laughs> it was all the same stupid shit you see in it, and I thought it was hilarious, man. So you could tell, you could tell, like these were grown people putting like grown people shit into the cartoon, and it was yeah,
0: real so, life experiences yeah. into a cartoon, yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I'm I, I'm not gonna watch the Patrick Star cartoon probably, but that's that's dope that they're doing it. Hopefully, it's good. Because, you know, yeah. it should be falling off after a while. Yeah. Anything else happening? Um, I did see an interesting story on the Nike reseller. Mm-hmm. The dude who had a, a, I guess his mom was the plug at Nike. Yeah. Because she was the vice president. Mm-hmm. And um, his her son was apparently running this big reseller market. And he did a story in Business Week about it. And then like the next day she got well, she resigned. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on this? I, I don't know if you're a sneakerhead, man, but what are your thoughts on this? Because I feel like it kind of exposed the game. Yeah. Because apparently she was also in control of the sneakers app. Yeah. Which is how which is how people get shoes now. You gotta log on to the app and mm-hmm. hope that you get selected to get a shoe, which is yeah. almost impossible now because they got bots and shit. Yeah. So the, what do you,
0: what were your thoughts on this, man? The, the sneaker, to me, it, it kind of pissed me off because I remember back in the day, all we had to do was go to the store and get the Jordans. It may be about three or four people in line waiting for the store to open, and y'all four will be getting the Jordans. Now it's damn near impossible to get, get any type of popular shoe at this point. So I, I kind of gave up on trying to get the newest Jordans or the or the uh, newest whatever the Yeezys and all this other shit, but yeah, I I was I mean I, I was kind of salty to me that was just straight up privilege that that his mom was the plug pretty much and I knew she was part of it. It wasn't like she didn't she ain't have any idea. She probably you know set them up good where they could make more money than than the money she was already making, but. I don't know. It's just kind of fucked up, man, because some people are some people do be buying these shoes and, you know, got a legit business. And, you know, the 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 vice president of Nike son is is pretty much doing the same shit. It's just like, man, it's kind of to me, it was just kind of fucked up to me. I, I was I don't uh, maybe I was a little jealous, but it was kind of fucked up to me.
1: I think it is because, like, you're already rich. If your mom is the vice president of Nike. Yeah. So what did this kid get for himself? For yeah, he made millions, I'm sure. But like, did he have to do this? He could have gotten, he already had an easy way into whatever job he wanted, corporate-wise. He could have got in with that his Nike. Mom. Yes. But he wanted to get into the reseller shit and fuck it up even more. And like it was fucked up regardless. I'm not gonna say it's only fucked up because of him, but I think it's a bad look for the company because this is basically the company knew about this and they said it was okay, But I think it's after the light got shined on it that they were like, okay, you know, you got to resign now because we can't it can't be this obvious. Yeah. So but but it it stinks, man, because you basically just have a privilege, uh, already rich white kid getting even more money. Because he's rigging the game in his favor. Because his mom works for Nike.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I didn't like that part, man. But whatever, sneaker culture is stupid anyway. I feel at this point, like it's yeah, it's, it's just played it, out. There's no way to get the new shits.
0: Yeah, it's it's fucked up because like I'm not this diehard sneakerhead. I do like nice shoes, but I'm not this diehard sneakerhead. But I do be wanting the new, uh, you know, the old school pair of Jordans. And I can't even fucking get them. And if yep. if I do find them, they selling them for like five hundred dollars. Yeah, which shouldn't nobody buy a pair of shoes, a, a regular pair of shoes, American shoes, or basketball sneakers like that for for um, five hundred dollars like that. Like they better can't. They should have came straight off of Michael Jordan feet at that mm-hmm. point.
1: Like designed these, by him too.
0: Yeah, these ain't no Balenciagas or some some designer from from Europe. So, I, to me, I don't know. It's just always rubbed me the wrong way, man. How people, Same, and how you got to do to get a pair, to even, like, I'm not trying to register to win a pair of shoes for me to wear. You know what I mean? Like, this hey, ain't, you, you, this ain't you no basically, souvenir.
1: It's basically like a, a raffle contest, but you you don't get it for free. You still have to pay for
0: it. I raffled you, a raffle to stand in line to you, get you, the chance to win.
1: You, you basically, your award for being selected it's a chance to buy some sneakers at retail price. Yeah. <laughs> like there's nothing special about it. You just
2: get
0: yeah. the
1: chance to buy it.
0: Yeah. And people still get robbed for that shit too. Yeah. So like I don't know if they're doing that to cut cut out the people, the the crazy lines and the fights and all that stuff, but
1: yeah, I think I think that's why this happened because people were getting killed. Yeah. It, it was bad in Houston, man. It was like every year. The Concords, niggas got killed over the Concorde. Uh like the, the shoe releases got real bad in Houston, man. There was at least always one story of somebody getting robbed or killed uh after a shoe release, man. So I think that's part of yeah. the reason why they did it like this, but it still stinks.
0: Yeah, that's another reason why I kind of stepped back from those type of shoes. Because yep. I I'm too old to be getting robbed over my shoes or getting shot at for, for, for what I'm wearing on my feet.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, it ain't worth that ever plus these shoes are made out of cheap material like you ever have a pair of jordans you wore pretty regularly and they wear out super quick and yeah. it's like damn dog i spent 150 on these shoes
0: yeah. and, they <laughs> and they never they worn out even comfortable. a week yeah yeah a, it,
1: it, i think you're supposed to wear it like it's crazy sneaker culture is weird now man because yeah. niggas wear sneakers like their designer suit like shit you wear with a suit now yeah, and it's like, man, maybe have I just gotten old to where I thought basketball sneakers were meant for like gym shit? Yeah, because niggas wear this shit to red carpet events now, man. Yeah, it's actually event,
0: it's an event going on. I want to say this month in Houston, it's like uh, it's like a sneaker event where it's like you wear a suit and sneakers. Suit, I want to yeah. say it's I want to say it's suit and sneakers, or something like that. But I don't know. I me. I don't care how old I get. I'm never wearing. I'm never wearing sneakers with a suit. Yes. I, I can't do it. I'm, I'm. I'm. a little classy. I like the dress. I, I don't mind wearing the dress shoes. I. I can't wear no sneakers with a suit. With a full blown suit. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the care. sneakers probably cost
1: more than the suit.
0: Yeah. I can't. But do that.
1: That's the thing with dress shoes though. You can't tell how much dress shoes cost by looking at them, but you can tell how expensive a pair of Nike's are, or Jordans are by what color and brand they are. Yeah. So, if you got some rare ones, like they they going to know that shit like you shining. But if you got dress shoes on, like nobody expects the most shoes. Yeah, they they not going to know mm-hmm. what kind. So, I think that's the reason why this shit blew up like it did. Yeah. Uh anything else you want to talk about, man? Is that about wrap it up? Yeah, wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Let's let's get some Anita playing in here, man. All right, y'all. We would like to thank everybody who listened to the Gents and Juice podcast this week. We love you all. You already know that though. Um special shout out to Darnell of Broadcast Houston. Check him out, broadcasthouston.com, broadcast Houston on Instagram. YouTube got a lot of shit cooking, so check him out. Thank him for joining us today, R.I.P. Chucky Trill. Um, also, congratulations to our first contest winner, Sherilyn Thomas. Won the first pair of Samsung Galaxy Live earbuds that went out this month. You got three other chances. Quick reminder: here's how you enter. You must like the contest post on our Instagram page then you go t- and you have to follow tab tech and gems and juice and you have to like or you have to subscribe to our youtube page too so three things like the post follow tab tech and gems on instagram and subscribe to our uh, youtube page that's it that's it and you you got three other chances to win and we will a- announce the next winner next saturday so you still got time to enter man just mm-hmm. do your thing, and it's
0: a and you it's can a real it's a real chance to win too. It's this is not like five hundred people in this contest. Like it's yes. it's very very winnable. So yeah, like this that's all you got to do. You could do that shit with your eyes closed. So just and, and this is, it?
1: yeah, and it's not a rigged contest. We're not giving this shit to our friends. We are legit trying to bless y'all, man. We're thanking y'all for rocking with us, and it's our way to show our gratitude shout out to tab tech as well who's sponsoring this uh, giveaway follow tab tech on social media uh, check out TabTechOnline.com to get your your own samsung galaxy live earbuds or a phone or whatever you need take a look around the website you'll find something that piques your interest i'm sure and uh what else shout out to everybody who bumps the podcast shout out to jasmine she's a little under the weather this week hopefully she recovers soon and uh anybody else that's it all right well thank you all again see y'all next week until then peace